Remember when I rushed all over the place and drove all over really fast and then got here and then I died? Yep. Show them what's going on, though. So <laughs> oh, shoot. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. This is us putting our little MP3 in a bottle and throwing it to the sea as we do uh, uh, every every week. Every week. And we have been doing this for quite a while. Every week. I have to drive down to White Rock and yeah, cast, get on the pier. Cast. Yeah, I do go on the pier. Some Sometimes there was no pier. We have... Uh, it was it was battered away during a storm. Gee, that was a while ago now. Yeah. It feels like a long time ago. It felt like the craziest thing could ever happen before COVID happened. Oh, it was the craziest thing. <laughs> also, everything catching on fire. Because when you, when you heard about it, you're like, oh, did you hear about the pier got knocked down? You're like, well, that's ridiculous. What? Yeah, Not no, the whole pier. That can't happen. Maybe a tiny bit of pier. No, the whole thing is gone. Yep. It's just crazy. And it was funny because Lisa and I had just been there. Like we had gone for a walk there. Loosening uh, the pier. And we stealing, loosened all the bolts. Stealing pier nuts. <laughs> and... Someone said, get me some beer nuts. You heard <laughs> I, beer nuts. I don't know what I... So it's such a mix-up. And uh, yeah, we were just, not right away. Like, it wasn't, wasn't like we stepped off the dock and then five minutes later it crashed. But it were just, we were there like a week or two before and then... And you hear, oh, well, actually, Lisa drove by. Right. She just drove by because she was coming home from school. And she drove that way for whatever reason. And uh, there was no pier. It appeared to be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peerless. It was peerless, yes. Weight Rock is peerless. Yeah, you know what happened uh, with the with the water, what it couldn't take, the peer pressure, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah, See, yeah. This is all this is all good dad it's jokes. Not, I don't know. It's good, but right? It's, it's tough. It's things. Yeah, that we're is, saying this things. This is how they test your sperm. <laughs> To see if you're able to have kids, is they'll uh, run yeah. a scenario by you and see how mm. many uh, half-assed puns you can yeah. make. That's why I thought they thought I couldn't have children after my cancer. But you could because of the jokes. Well, at first they said you're too funny, and I said, "Okay, I'll bring, I'll take it down a notch or two. And they said, "But please put your pants back on." <laughs> Sad but true. Yeah, you think that was bad? I was his opening act. <laughs> You want me to do a tight five? And I went, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> but, you know, a gig's a gig. You can't complain. It wasn't the worst one. It wasn't the worst one I had to, had to do. That remains Courtney BC. Um, I had a friend from Courtney uh, drop by this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. That's or nice. near Courtney. Okay. Uh, my friend uh, Robin Constabaris came by. Okay. Where does she live exactly? Uh, she lives in uh, Cumberland. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They so- did a documentary, uh, her and her uh, partner, Step uh, Crothers, uh, did a documentary about Cumberland and uh, and how it functions and such things. Oh, neat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually quite a, quite a good uh, documentary. But, uh, it's a lovely area. It's a really lovely area. Uh, and uh, they make it lovelier. They mm. do a karaoke mm. show there. They do a lot of uh, stuff with the community. And, uh, and uh, she's also a cartoonist. We used to work together. Uh, doing uh, cartoons every so often for the West Ender and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. We did a character called Johnny Speed Pants, which if you ask me nicely, I'll give you a mini comic of. Uh, and yeah, she's one of the swellest people I know. So uh, yeah, she came by this weekend. This weekend was social. You had a social weekend. I had a very social weekend. We had to get and then, together. And then the next couple of days just collapsed from, <laughs> I don't know what. I was also very high pressure system so that was giving me like some sort of headache oh, okay i was just having like, people over is a high pressure system that was true. Just, I, though you know every when the people are there then i'm fine mm. but like everything leading up to it is yeah like, i just can't stand it 
Yeah. I can't stand it. It's like I uh, described it as spending three days cleaning so that I could apologize for two minutes about uh, the state of the place to people who don't give a damn. Yeah, really. At all. <laughs> no. In the slightest look, capacity look, at all. Look great. Yeah. 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 And what's with this floor? <laughs> sweeping. No, no one says that. No. Things no one shit. says. <laughs> no. Have, the, have, have a soda pop and yeah. touch. But yeah, you came over on uh, on uh, Saturday mm-hmm. and we watched a uh, motion picture on, in, the, in the backyard. It wasn't just me. It was man, many people came over. Mm-hmm. We watched Casablanca, a film that I've said before, you can just turn on any old time. Like sort of accidentally stumble upon it in the days when you would stumble upon movies. Right. And you'd be like, oh, Casablanca. I've already seen it. And then half an hour later, you're like, oh, this is really good. And then you watch the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is such a good movie. It like hooks you in. Yeah, it really hooks you in. It's very and like, well done. And like every time we've ever watched a movie in the backyard, it's always like, anyone know how to make this sound work? <laughs> and someone's like, I'll bring a sound system. And they bring a sound system. And yeah. then like five minutes later, anyone know how to make sound? <laughs> yeah, it seems to be the one weakness that we... Uh, yeah. What we'll have to do is build a, a um, drive-in movie theater in their backyard. Oh, that'd be nice. Then we'll have like the... We'll have the FM receivers. And then when we drive our cars into your yard, then we can sit and listen to the... I feel like the people... You can probably the, fit two cars in. I feel like the people who made the Rio yep. uh, did that... Did like a little drive anything before that. that oh, was really? Kind of their trial run. Okay. I remember them showing Planet of the Apes on the side of like some like alleys or whatever in in Vancouver, and then there were some people complaining about whatnot and whatnot, mm. and they were the buzzkills. And <laughs> yes. uh, other people just came with like blankets and watched it. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of Planet of the Apes going on. Mm. Seemed to be. Anyway, yeah, we put up uh, put up uh, you know a screen and we uh, watched it, and uh, it's it's for. Um, the new podcast we got coming out on the hopefully the fifteenth. This is the goal. This is the goal. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm holding we, you to it. We believe. Uh, we believe that someone on our show said we come out on the fifteenth and the end of the month. Uh, maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. Anyway, it's called <laughs> Refresh My Memory. Yes. And it's about movies and it's about uh, refreshments in said movies, often alcoholic, but maybe not this time around. Um, but yeah, Casablanca is one of the movies we're we're covering, and so we thought. Oh, it'd be fun to like just invite some people over and and watch that since mm-hmm. we have to watch it anyway. And yeah. it was. It was delightful fun. having people over. It was delightful. The usual problem with these things though is that people aren't settled down when the movie starts. Mm. And so there's a lot of yip yap from people. Maybe some Was that me? Were you yip yapping? I don't know. I'm not pointing any fingers okay. at, at you. I may you... have made a joke or two over the over the title. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's time for MS MST three K, but it's hard to resist. This because you're excited, yep. you know, so you can't help you. Yeah, if you're chum. Someone behind me was making a lot of comments for a while, and then they they kind of got into the movie and, and uh, clammed up. Okay. Which was nice. Because, you know, you're with friends, so you can't just run and say, would you please shut up? <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, that's considered rude. But even just to say, oh, can you be, please be quiet? I just feel like, I don't want to be Mr. Buzzkill, but we are trying to watch a movie here. It was weird. Uh, it was weird. That the movie takes place during World War Two, mm. and the movie was shot during World War. It is That's odd, isn't weird. It? But it, it it has that feeling of that yeah. detachedness that you would uh, get, like, well, the war's over now, and we can all be Weisenheimers about it. We can, yeah, look back on this, and I'd be curious to know when it was filmed, though, because it came out in 1942, so America was officially involved in the war at that point. They weren't just sort of, you know. Dealing on dealing weapons like selling arms to Britain on the on the down low, mm-hmm. but 
So, I mean, so when the French... I know I'm an American, but I don't know when. I know, I know that Pearl Harbor was in 1941, but I don't yeah. know when it was in 1941. Mm-hmm. So, so the a... film was probably made in 1941. Right. So it's probably made before the war officially started in in sure. the United States. Definitely, definitely being written before that. Definitely being written before that. That's right. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it does have a bit of that. There's a bit of distance to it because you know, to Amer- Americans were really experiencing the war, you know, the way that the, the way that Europe was. And in a way that we probably would have trouble comprehending now in a time of instant information uh, being transmitted everywhere. At that time, all you'd be seeing of the war would be newsreels at the movie theater or listening to radio broadcasts. Mm-hmm. There's no television and there's no, you know, so everything's happening at a, a remove, you know. How quickly would those newsreels uh, be turned around? Well, I guess it like, would. Would that be the news of the week? Like, would they be able to like? Yeah, I think edit it was, it and put it out to like basically all the movie theaters. Mm, like, yeah, I think they tried it. Uh, I think it was weekly. Wow. Okay. I think it was weekly, and so probably they flew the footage. If they had footage, they would fly it over um, from Europe. Now, again, this is a completely uh, different question, but then that's what we do, right? We do this scattershot <laughs> business. And again, these are things you don't know probably, yeah. but I'm throwing them out there because sure, maybe sure. someone out there does. Yeah. When did the whole idea of we're going to have a cartoon, we're going to have a newsreel, and then yeah. we're going to have the feature mm-hmm. go? Yeah. You know, when when was that? That's a good, that's a good point. And I wonder if it's a, an element of vaudeville carrying on into movie viewing. So vaudeville, what viewing habits, the idea that you get a selection of things that you watched. When you went to vaudeville, you didn't go to vaudeville and see one show. Yeah. You got like a juggler, you know, a comic, a magician, a dancer. But you wouldn't have someone come out and then tell you the news. You don't know. I don't know. People, Maybe. they would have had people who were orators who would do, yeah. who would the, do talks like, and stuff like that. With a commentary on it. Yeah, but, yeah. But not like, I mean, actually, that's an interesting idea itself. Is the idea that someone would come out because, you know, maybe people are not necessarily literate mm-hmm. and like, you know, come out with a paper and go, here's There's the story. that Tom Hanks film, News of the World, right? Where he goes around and oh, reads right? the news. Not it's not a bad movie, but he, yeah, the idea of his job is to go around and, and read the news to people who are, were illiterate. And okay. so he would come to town with a newspaper and people sincerely wanted to know what was going on. Because, sure. you know, talk about the 1940s being disconnected. This takes place, you know. In the previous century, when you really, really were disconnected, you know, mm-hmm. just the telegraph being, and I guess the primitive telephone, but telephone else? would only have been available in very and civilized places. What's going places. on in Gasoline Alley? How's things <laughs> going with uh, Skeezix? Well, I think I think that would have pre- an old Walt. I think that would have predated old, uh, predated comics in the papers. I think okay. that the Yellow Kid pretty early on, but okay. still, I feel I think still turn of the century. All right, who's taking the piss out of Boss Tweed? <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're political cartoons. There was. Okay. Thomas Nast with his his nasty attacks on uh, Boss Tweed in Townie Hall, which were not nearly as bad as people make. I don't know. I'm just joking. I have no idea what mm-hmm. Boss Tweed. Do people <laughs> uh, do people knows. still dislike Boss Tweed? I'm just asking. Yeah, apparently now, not as much as Boss Hog. Okay, because apparently now I'm an editorial cartoonist. So, oh, okay. Uh, that I backed into that. <laughs> I have no idea, but apparently I am now. Um, yeah, Boss Tweed's still the enemy, and I think people like Boss Hog fine. You know, Boss yeah. Hog is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he yeah. sympathetic? Well, what do you mean? All right, who are you talking about? Are you talking about the people in uh, Hazard County don't like Boss Hog? Yeah. Well, you know, I think Boss Hog can show up to public events. Mm. And, you know, as long as, until he starts doing his shenanigans of the week, yeah. people are generally like, 
okay with Boss Hawk. Mm. I think he makes the trains run on time. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a, sure like he's Mussolini. Cool. He's yeah, a real he's Mussolini. Corrupt. He's a little bit of a, a mini Mussolini. That's <laughs> right, mini. but without the connections to, to na- fascism. And, you know, f- out and out fascism. Yeah, yeah. Just he's, su- he's this little, is subtle. This is like social fascism. Like subtle. He's just a greedy, greedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jerk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. I think I think he I think he might have a twin sister who's him in drag. Yeah. Do you um, think that he paved way. the way for Trump? And Trump, we just see Trump. We're just like, oh, he's just a boss hog. Hmm, maybe. You know, he's he's harmless. Yeah, I think also you know uh, Lex Luthor was president for a while too, so that probably like <laughs> I didn't know that. Some so ground I don't know if that's really a, a. I wouldn't call that as big. You know, is, is that in the comics that this happened, mm-hmm. or was it TV yeah. comics? But that was also uh, not hinted at. But whenever you had like a future uh, vision, or someone had like a psychic vision in Smallville. Of where Luther was going to be, mm. uh, he was president, okay. and uh, he was—he uh, had a glove on his hand because um, uh, he loses his hand to kryptonite poisoning. He has a ring that uh, you know he keeps Superman at bay with, and doesn't realize that it's given hmm. him—you uh, know—some bad stuff on the old uh, hand and has to get a hand. That's interesting. I, you know what? I never watched that show, hmm? but I do drive by Clark Kent's farm almost every—well, uh, a lot. Okay. Quite regularly during Is the week. Is it the same farm that's now in uh, uh, Lois and Superman and Lois? I don't think so. I don't okay. think it's used anymore as a as a as a filming location. Okay. I've not seen any signs of filming going on there. Okay. They they did go back to it in uh, when they did like Crisis on Infinite Earths okay. crossover and, uh, and oh the worst ending for uh, that character so dumb for a Superman yeah so okay. so dumb. Let me ruin it for you. Okay, sure. Uh, sorry to ruin Smallville for for you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but there you go. Well, first of all, one of the characters ended up in a uh, sex cult. That's no good. Uh, but that's <laughs> one of the, the actors. Actors. Yeah. The, yeah. Another character, but actor. Yeah. Yeah. Not so good. They they're a bit of a. Character. A few of them were involved with it, but I think was it a few? Yeah, because it was two of the actresses in the show, but one kind of like left. Ugh. And the other one got drawn very deeply into oh, it. Oh, damn. All right. Bad news all around. Sorry to bring up reality. Okay, but in the fiction of uh, Smallville... Nexium. Uh, the whole thing is uh, a long, long... Uh, I think that's what I'm using to stop losing my hair. Oh, is that right? Maybe. Uh, or it might be for antacid. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, the whole show is about uh, Clark Kent sort of deciding to become Superman. And everything leads to him being yeah, Superman. Yeah. And then the very last episode... Uh, you see him uh, at the Daily Planet, and he runs off the roof and opens his shirt, and he's yeah. got the the S. It's the only time you've seen him with the with sure. the S on. Okay, and then off he off he flies, and you're like, "Hey, Superman! Hooray!" Yeah. So uh, when they were doing Crisis on Infinite Earths, which uh, crosses over all the different multiverses and and what have you, yeah, they went back to the Smallville world, and Lex Luthor shows up like to kill Superman. And uh, and played by John Cryer as Lex Luthor, and okay. uh, and Superman's there, and he get, brings out some kryptonite, and Superman isn't hurt at all. He just takes it and throws it away, I think. And uh, it's like, what? How's this? And it's just like he got rid of his powers. He uh, he wanted to just like work on the farm and live there with. Lois. Oh, okay. And so uh, yeah, gave up his gave up his powers, and because of that. Uh, kryptonite doesn't work on him anymore and okay. Luther, Luther couldn't believe it and uh and that was that story um what the hell so th- <laughs> going through this whole thing about you're going to be the greatest hero yeah, 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 your yeah. destiny is this True. Uh, the the world needs you the universe mm. needs you and i'm just going to go bum around on the farm with the missus uh no 
no, you can't. And you, we don't need more corn. <laughs> We're good on corn. And also, do you think Lois is happy on the farm? No, no way. I don't buy that either. All of this is terrible. And you're supposed to go like, good for him. He's ha- he's happy now. They're yeah. all having a happy time on the farm. He found his found his happy place. He found his happy place while you know the world uh, explodes <laughs> from all the super villainy and alien attacks that he ain't helping with at all. Huh? Maybe maybe superheroes just sort of exacerbate the problem. Maybe by not being a. Uh... Superman, you know, he's keeping all those people who are like... Oh, that's J. Jonah Jameson talk. Is that right? Yeah, that's like that Spider-Man like, attracts all the weirdos. <laughs> which which is what J. Jonah Jameson says. Except, hey, hey, J. Jonah Jameson, hmm. uh, how's your son doing? Uh, my son, the astronaut? Yeah, the astronaut werewolf. Is that Spider-Man's fault, wait, too? That, that you have an wait. astronaut werewolf yeah. son? Look, you, we got werewolves. Does he know about his astro- astronaut werewolf son? Oh, 100% he knows, yeah. But it doesn't... I'll show you an amazing cover where uh, he's screaming, It's my son! as man-wolf uh, breaks in. I kind of know of that storyline, but uh, I mean... He's got a werewolf son. Yeah. Like, how how do the other newspapers in town mm. not make that the headline yeah. every day? Yeah, yeah. It's, by the way, other paper uh, editor's son, Werewolf. <laughs> How's that a thing? Why, sure. he, of course he's trying to distract with Spider-Man stories when he got a werewolf son. Do you know who wishes he had an astronaut werewolf son? Joe, oh. Bi- Joe Biden. Oh, boy, I bet you. <laughs> it would be so much easier. <laughs> if cocaine were moon dust. Anyway, we found some white powder in the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> was it moon dust i don't know let's let, let's uh, let's go with that <laughs> mysterious appearance where did it come from everyone scratched their head hmm? looking at one person yeah <laughs> i don't know the 70s the 80s the 90s the i think it's still around it's really still around it's yeah, still yeah. still doing the rounds yeah it was what uh you know what's his name uh uh john mulaney was uh he was uh you know still so crazy it's so well here's the craziest thing to me is like at what point does saturday night live go eh, let's not uh, have people around <laughs> who are doing this you know well, this yeah, is not working that. out well in the past why are you still uh, like okay what are you gonna do mm. shrug shoulders it's fine everyone kind of knows about it but man eh, what are you gonna do yeah what's uh what's what's the thing <sighs> the nature of addiction yeah I mean, the nice thing was that, you know, there was an intervention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as we know, and as far as it's our business, it's stuck. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully. As far as it's our business, that. which isn't very far. Yeah, I mean, you just, uh, as my, the as far as it's my business is I'm just wishing him the best. Mm. And I hope, uh, you know, selfishly, I would like to uh, see him do more things. And, uh, you know, unselfishly, just empathetically, as a human being, I hope he's okay. And the people around him were okay. So those are those two things. But that's as far as my business is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, cocaine. Boo. <laughs> it's, it's cocaine and Saturday Night Live is a bad mix. And honestly, they need to uh, stop the, um, uh, the the structure of the show from being based on cocaine. That was those overnight writing sessions and whatnot, nope, that's cocaine based. That's mm-hmm. where that all came from. Knock it off. Uh, just, you know, make it for people, human beings. Make a human being... Uh, kind of hours and uh, see how that works out for for people. Do that instead. Do it. I want to go back to Casablanca for a second. Okay. How much cocaine do you think they did on? <laughs> Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, 
Rick, just give me a bump, Rick. Just one. Rick. Rick never does cocaine with the customers. Rick. You know what? Um, Peter Lorre lost quite a bit of weight from doing when he did from doing M in 1931 or whenever it came out to uh, 1940 to 1942 or 1941. Or I guess Ten 41 years. When they yeah. Were shooting it. yeah. But anyway, I was just thinking about. It's interesting when you watch Casablanca because it is kind of like it is a propaganda in a way that's trying to kind of promote the idea that America needs to be involved. That the idea of you can't just stand, you can't just be neutral, you can't just have no, no, you know, moral opinion of this thing that's happening, which is sort of Rick's position at the beginning of the movie. You know, I, I take no side. I don't care who's who, whether it's the Nazis or whatever. I, I'm not. I don't want to get involved. You know, and then throughout the movie, he gets more and more involved in it. To the very end, he's very involved in it. You know. Is the, that, okay, tell me your point, and then I, I want to counter that with, uh, and is that true? Continue. Okay. Uh, and so, I just, you know, but what's also interesting is how they have to, how they present the Nazis in the film are basically like, well, we don't like them because they're, they're kind of mean. They're kind of mean. That's, you know, because we, at that point, I mean, people knew that they're bad because they were, they had, you know, invaded countries in, in Europe and that, you know, they were obviously bad in that way, but we didn't know like the full extent of the horrors sure. that were happening yet. So, you know, so there's. To us, we're watching, we're going like, of course they're evil. <laughs> the whole thing is evil. But the people who are writing about it at that time, you know, in that moment, didn't really know that part of it. Or those that did weren't really sure about it. It wasn't really coming out the way, way it did once the full horrors were, were established, right? Um, and so that's sort of interesting as well. Like, how, how do you present, you know, Nazism in a way that's compelling to Americans? I'm not talking about Europeans, because to Americans, it's kind of like none of our business. You know, our boys don't need to go over there to die in, in Europe, you know, over some fight among, a bunch amongst the countries we don't care about, you know. And that was... Everyone's got a horror story in their family from uh, the Great War. Yeah, it's a hard and sell. So you don't want to... Yeah. We're not going back there unless... It's a hard sell. And so, you know, it feels like a movie that was part of a kind of more subtle campaign of, of, of uh, you know, kind of insinuating the idea that maybe... Maybe we don't want to be neutral. I know it sounds good, but, you know, you're kind of letting the schoolyard bully push everyone around while you're sitting there pretending, I don't need to take a side, you know. And you're going to wrap it in a love story. Then you're going to wrap that. In a... <laughs> That's very much a musical as well. There's a lot of just like, we're going to stop now and have a musical number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we're going to stop now and we're going to have a sing-off. Yeah. And Pretty, uh, pretty popular at that time, almost lots of movies you watch from that time period there is like a break where someone sings a song sure that's good song you know yeah very good toe tappy songs mm-hmm. and also like very pub sing-along songs too so you could almost see you know in the in the audience hey if you want to sing along to this <laughs> it's very hard to not sing along to you sure. know who's got trouble we got trouble how much trouble lots of trouble and then just uh, continue yeah it's yeah very catchy yeah yeah so you're going to counter my, my what i was going to counter it by saying um, when people describe... What, are you pro-Nazi? You know. Anyway, sorry, I got, got carried away with my, my rebuttal. No, tough, go ahead. <laughs> tough affair. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to say it. So when people talk about Rick, yeah. uh, they're all, you know, we used to hear what you used to do. You know, mm. he always seem to be... Like he's... He, he he gets his beak wet, yeah. but he always gets his beak wet on the side of, sure. you know, uh, something ethical, mm. you know. So, you know, <laughs> it's 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 not just the, 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 the guy who's completely hard-hearted. You know, from the very start, yeah. they still establish he had a past where he did more, mm-hmm. got more involved. Yeah. But then as things progressed, 
he he will you know stick his fingers in the uh, but but he he will help the good guys as he does it Mm -hmm. so you know that's all part of the thing but will he do it uh when it comes down to the woman he loves and knows that you know yeah uh, she will go up and do this so it's almost not like he it's like his his um his his journey there isn't will he get involved because he does get involved it's getting a little bit more involved well it's it's but it kind of it kind of escalates through the film though like it starts off with him won't even drink with another customer he won't he won't do anything you know he's but that's also but that's also the surface version of him Mm. you know so like you know when people are are trying to get it out of him just like uh you uh you you made all this money yeah i made quite a tidy profit on that Mm. yeah but in doing so you also saved a lot of lives (laughs) you know it's like he knows he saved a lot of lives sure but it doesn't make sense for him to say that because then everyone's going to come up to him and go you got to help me rick rick you know and people still do that Mm -hmm. you know there's two separate incidences where people like rick rick you got to help me rick and in one case he does and in one case he does not yeah and then you know his big ethical in one case he should not have (laughs) helped Mm. that person (laughs) and then uh and then you know his big ethical you know, uh, thing is, you know, I'm in love with her. Mm-hmm. What What's the importance of love compared to what's going on in this world? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Hill of Beans in this crazy world. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he makes a, he makes a big sacrifice, and uh, yeah, it's 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 great. It works. It's good stuff. Oh, it's a very good film. It's a very good film. I just and love... funny and As funny. That's saying, people like... always forget that about movies. I think. Mm-hmm. I think people, I'm shocked, shocked at the gambling in this place. You're winning, <laughs> sir. Thank you. Well, I went, I went and saw um, Mission Impossible again with uh, Mary. Mary and Eve wanted to see it, so we went as a family to watch it. And uh, I was, you know, watching it again, it was sort of, I was, you know, I could, I was less like, you know, I was still, I still super enjoyed it. Okay. I wasn't like, wasn't like I was like, whoa, boring. But I was just thinking while I was watching, I was going like, something you never like, no one ever talks about when they're talking about these movies is, is how funny they are, like how much good humor there is like in that well you fell asleep but in the whole chase sequence <laughs> uh through through uh through Roma, they uh they really um there's really like a lot of fun gags and stuff like that like a lot of business you know some of it's some of it is the the usual thing they do so well in the mission impossible films which is to put bl- put blocks in tom cruise's way you know yeah. so in that this instance he and Haley atwell's character are are handcuffed together, but they're handcuffed the wrong way. If he's going to drive, because now his driving ha- his he can't he can't dr- pull through the steering wheel because he's connected to her, and so she has to drive, but she can't drive. She's not like a professional crazy driver the way we've they established that bef- you know when beginning of her escape that she's just a complete mess trying to drive a car just like all of us would be if we were suddenly put behind a wheel of a car and drive really quickly through rome you know like what uh, you know and just you know that uh she just you know has this look of terror on her face the whole time and it's really quite good uh so i was really in, enjoying that element of it while i was watching it and it's the same with casablanca you're right it's a film where you know it's not just it's not just a polemic like it has that element to it it is trying to it is trying to influence you but it's it's influencing you by making you laugh by entertaining you with song giving you a, a great Romance. love story yeah. you know great actors you know because there is of course the uh i don't know how serious it is but there is i remember hearing like that it was supposed to star ronald reagan not humphrey bogart originally okay. it was a much it was like a b movie at warner's they weren't really planning it as like a a, a picture it was just going to be like a small, small release picture, 
And then for whatever reason, I guess Michael Curtis became involved in it, the director of it. She's, you know, has like a peerless, speaking of peerless, like White Rock, a peerless uh, career as a director. You know, every movie he made just was such a great director's eye. And then, you know, then of course, then they bring Bogart in and then Ingrid Bergman. And then just the whole cast becomes stacked, you know, with really great actors. And of course, they also bring in some people from the Maltese Falcon as well, just to try to kind of give that sure. little bit of a carryover from a very popular film. So we get Sidney Greenstreet and Peter Laurie and, and Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, so it's uh, it's very interesting. It's a very, it's a, and Warner Brothers was a pretty, pretty socially conscious um, movie studio. You know, a lot of their films were, you know, they did I Am a, I, I am Was a Fugitive, or I Am a Fugitive from a Chain Gang. Sure. And they did, um, well, this time they did Mission to Moscow, which was like a film advocating. Well, it was based on this uh, diplomat who was assigned to Moscow during World War II. And, and this is another film, another, you know, movie trying to um, influence people's opinions of so- Soviet Russia at that time in a way that's kind of like, you know, like they're really trying there. We need to support them. We can't just, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and so, you know, it's this sort of weird, uh, it's this weird kind of uh, in the middle of the war, you know, when we're, when they were our allies, you know, movie about, you know, helping the Russians get the, stop the Nazis, blah, 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 which is good, but it's interesting. Yeah. And it was done by Warners as well. So they, they were a studio that, that did have like, um, I don't think they were quite as enlightened as, RKO under Pandro S. Berman, who was a very enlightened, uh, very supportive, like kind of head of production at a studio. He was like a big uh, advocate for Catherine Hepburn and and other women, other female actresses, and brought in female directors and and brought, had a real sense of like mm-hmm. uh, you know kind of fairness and and idea of social justice at a time when it wasn't super common. And you know, obviously if you compared him to us now, he would seem like a Neanderthal. But at the time... It's the steps to get there. It's the steps to get there, exactly. Who did uh, The African Queen? Who directed it or who? Oh, what studio? I don't know if it was a studio. It was a Sam Spiegel production. He was kind of an independent producer. Oh, just curious. Again, it Mm. got me thinking. You mentioned Catherine Hepburn and a lot of her and Bogart, of course, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, in that. Yeah, yeah. That was a very... And Peter Ustinov, I believe. Yeah, good role for for her. Good role for both of them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, just kind of curious. Also, that was after... Casablanca, well, Much right? after, yeah. I think it's in the yeah. 50s. Well, it's well, it's well Technicolor as well, yeah. Okay. And I think a lot of the money came from that from England, as I remember it. It's been a while since I've seen that film, actually. Yeah, it's a very witty film. It is a very good film, yeah. Yeah. Yes. If you enjoy people making fun of spinsters. <laughs> what a term! But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very good film. It's fun. It's fun for sure. Why is the term spinster? Is it just people who uh, the women would be... Like making clothing uh, is that is that what they, they'd be doing? And so, like, I don't really think I don't know if it relates to that because that would be a spinner, I guess, would be a person who's huh. spinning. Or yeah, I just wonder where that, uh, that. Where that term yeah, came, came from. I don't know. Hmm. That's a good. I don't know. That's a good okay. point. I, I'm just here for questions. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know how people online are answers. always like, I'm just asking questions and it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Because they've got the answer. Mm. Uh, and so it's not really a question. That's okay. a lie. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to actually have a word for it. This is the question I'd have. Okay. Is like, is there a question for a question that isn't a question? A question uh, that's rhetorical? a false question. Uh, rhetorical. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. That could, I mean, that's the actual term for it. Right. You just want something that's more, of, more mocking and kind of sums it up in a, in a right, way but i think i think that the difference between a rhetorical question yeah. and this kind of question is this one goes under the guise that about, it's a, a true question but it's not yeah yeah it is a it is a sheep 
in wolves' uh, clothing, <laughs> which is the re- reverse, and shouldn't be that. Should be wolf in sheep's clothing. What am I thinking? What do you call something when it's the reverse, Dave? Rhetorical. What? That's not it's all, all rhetorical. True. Everything is rhetorical. How about a how about a quancer? There you go. That's it's it. a big ba wolf. <laughs> Yes, a question that has already has an answer is a quancer. Yeah, it's, that's uh, pretty common now, I guess, that whole... Uh, false question. The false question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... But everyone everyone seems to love it. Everyone seems to love it. Do they? Yeah, like... Okay, it, hit me with a... Hit me with a, what, what makes... Why well, it's in the paper all the time. There's always a, like an article in there and you read it and you're kind of like, ugh, so this, this guy's... A clickbaity... Uh, yeah, it's just... Well, it just feels like... It's kind of loaded, you know. It feels like it's a loaded article. There's already they already have their opinion made up, and then they're just uh, or they already they're not really questioning things. They're just trying to tell you things, you know, in the in the guise of like, let's ask ourselves some questions. I was How can we solve these? Yeah, problems? I saw something real quick because I, I went down a rabbit hole of uh, kind of David Byrne stuff and uh, and his Broadway show, and I forget the name of it. Like, let, let me see if I can see what. Uh, here lies love. Okay. And it's the, do you know what it's about? No. It's Imelda Marcos, and it was about how, uh, her love of disco. And uh, so they wrote this uh, show about that, and it's oh, also odd. kind of covering the era okay. and whatnot. And so it's mostly uh, Filipino uh, performers and yeah. what have you. And a person just came on and just and, and went, so, you know, is this a problem? You know, because there, there's all these people who are saying that this musical, you know, spits on the graves of the people that, you know, Marcus is uh, killed, mm. you know, and uh, and but then, you know, on the other hand, you know, it's uh, employing all these, you know, Filipino performers and they're all, you know, positive about it. And it's not taking her side as in this is a good thing, mm. Mm. but it shouldn't exist at all. You know, and I'm just I'm just wondering, and I want to throw this out to the community and ask. You know what you think, and there's a bit of me <laughs> when you're doing when you're doing that kind of thing, where it's like, okay, but um, what do you think too? Like I know it's like it, again, it's one of those just like I'm just going to bring up this kind of inflammatory thing and like say, should this exist or yeah. should we run this guy out on a rail? I don't know. Should we? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I'd bring it up, bring it and up. now I'm going to step off to the side <laughs> and just let things got a, carry on. Just so you know, I got a bag of tar and feathers here, but I'm just brought it up. Yeah, and I'm selling it. Yeah, I'm selling but I'm also <laughs> selling a book on forgiveness that I also, uh, frankly, I just want clicks. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, that kind of thing uh, annoys me. Not. People bring stuff up, but bring stuff up and then not having a take at all. And their whole take oh, is... Oh, their whole take is... What's your take? We want you to... Well, they, they have a take. They're just not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know which way they're leaning with what they're saying. And it's, But it's interesting, actually. That's funny. It kind of reminds me of... I brought this up recently. I'm, I'm sure I didn't bring it up on the show, but I was talking to someone and I was... I said to them, like, my, my friend used to live across the street from a German family. Very nice people. Very nice people. They all, but they were old enough to have grown up during World War II. They were Hitler Youth because you had to be Hitler Youth yeah. when you're kid. But to them, that was the greatest time of their life. The greatest time of their life during that their war. They had nothing but great memories of that time period. Because they were kids. Because they were kids. And so to them, Adolf Hitler. What? Why would you complain about that guy? He's great. He's well, a great in leader. Retrospect. <laughs> That's the thing you would complain. Like I, but understand, to them, I understand yeah. that. Your childhood is going to be the best sure. time of your life. Sure. So this, this play makes but, you but think you of that, too. Under, but you can understand, you know, like, yeah. 
why would anyone complain about Adolf Hitler? Yeah. Well, now you're stupid <laughs> because yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing but reasons for that. But, so you're a dumb dumb. But like <laughs> your emotional state and yeah. maybe even embarrassment of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. These the the dad had to defend a, a bridge as a kid. Yeah, he was given a machine gun and they had to. to okay, defend I was going the like, why? What did the bridge do? <laughs> Not defend. Well, the bridge. The bridge has some controversial opinions. <laughs> he was for. He was in favor of Hitler too. <laughs> that bridge. He didn't fall down during the entire war. Uh, but I'm just brought that up because I th- it makes me think of when I think of the this story with the Marcos as well because you know these are people that aren't reflecting on the what the Marcoses did. They're reflecting on the feeling of the time that when they were kids and they grew up when the Marcoses were dictators of the Philippines, that it was a fun time. There was disco, you know, there was this feeling of, of, of that youthful feeling when you grow up and this is, this is what it's like. The same way that I cannot feel the way my grandfather felt about Pierre Elliott Trudeau, because when I grew up, I was a kid when Trudeau was, was, was prime minister. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that period is this sunny, fun time. Sure. And he was this interesting person, yeah. you know, to my to my grandfather, he's a, a, a you know this liberal nightmare that uh, mm-hmm. made all these changes for the for the bad in right. Canada, you know. And so the I, liberal guy who's you know a wife shows up with a black eye, yeah. So you know it's like oh well, it's like all these things that like and today that would be the end of that. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be done. That's the end. Yeah. But like yeah, but yeah, it's then, and it's yeah, yeah it's weird sometimes with like how much then can we throw on to this yeah. before. Yeah, did but he did he do did he give it the black eye? They, or are you just uh, they were physical with each other. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Eye, oh, yes. wow. wow. I was wondering because my mom, uh, she sometimes will get bitten by a by mosquitoes, and if they bite around her eyes, yeah, she'll get like a super swollen eye, and it looks does look like she got punched in the eye, right? But it's just because she's having this reaction to the. So I was just wondering if it was an actual. She should get a T-shirt that says that. <laughs> yes, my husband didn't beat me. It was just a mosquito. <laughs> yes. That is one of those things, though, that is so... Uh, oh, yeah, obviously that's true. That's uh, that's a true thing. Mm. Okay, that's... Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, they couldn't have possibly have gone, what's the big deal about Hitler? Oh, I don't know. Just, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? There's like, no way they're doing that. Yeah. But to them, that time period is this, like, sure. nothing but happy memories in this weird kind of way. Sure. Because right? you're just little kids and... Right, you're a kid. You know, no matter what, despite all the de- priva- privations of that time, like World War... During you know trying to live during wartime and stuff like that when things aren't available and right. the, the, there's going to be a lot of kids who are going to be uh, remembering uh, COVID times fondly. That's just yeah. like you know, hey, we hung out a lot, we yeah. did a lot of stuff. Maybe, maybe it'll be they didn't get to hang out that much and they were kind of trapped in their houses and boy, that was boring. Yeah, again, if you're if you're that young though, like what do you know from what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is just the way things are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm not a. I'm not a big fan of uh, of um, questions that are insincere. I think you can. I think you can question a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. I think you know if if you want to question something without putting your your hat in the ring. Yeah, no. You know, I, I I think that's also yeah. kind of a bullshit thing that news uh, does quite often. Mm-hmm. They're you know they'll bring up a subject. Yeah. And you know you know the take is implied mm-hmm. by you know the way they present it and what yeah. they're showing and even bringing it up. It's like <laughs> because it's on a news. It's like oh, Dave's driving this car. 
And like that, oh, that's on the news. Is that okay? Well, we're not saying yes or no. But now I think there's something wrong with the car Dave's driving. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's got to be a like backstory. why did you bring it up? Yeah, why you even? Why are we even? Yeah. Why are we starting the news with this? <laughs> I'm like, oh, this must be a slow news day if that's what's leading the news. And it's always a slow news day. <laughs> we got 24 hours to fill. It's always a oh, slow yeah, news I guess that's day. True. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, I. Yeah, like I, well, I think I, I agree with you. Like the idea of that kind of loaded question or the idea of the the biased you know non-question or however you want to pronounce the non how would you say it the unopinionated the Mm un-op-ed the unopinionated editorial it's it's like having a box of uh like all right i i had a friend uh who um i think read a dale carnegie book or something like that okay that was about like how to talk to people Mm. And so it was like all these questions that you can bring bring up. But, you know, so you'd be at a party with them and the things that they would say were clearly uh, conversation starters. Okay. I just like, hey, what do you guys dream about? With like, It's just something. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they were just like, well, this isn't a natural question that yeah. is connected with anything we've been discussing. Mm. But, you know, I know you're trying to start a conversation, so we're going somewhere, so I'm going to be on board with it and not act like, where did that come from? <laughs> okay. But that's what it comes across to me. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. the box of, you know, uh, things. I, I remember once upon a time uh, on the, I think it was the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary show, and um, they had a, a, Je- a Jeopardy um, sketch. And the Jeopardy sketch, you know, uh, had like classic Jeopardy clues or something like mm-hmm. that, I think. And one of them was like Bill Cosby, you know, asking a clue. And so the shock is that it's yeah, Bill yeah, Cosby. Yeah, yeah. And they had Keenan uh, Thompson uh, doing it. But Eddie Murphy was on, on, on the show as well. Yeah. And, uh, and, and afterwards, uh, they said, this was originally an Eddie Murphy bit. Yeah. But right before the show, he went, no, I'm not, I, I don't want to kick a guy. He, when he knew down. Bill was getting out. <laughs> well, that was many years later. Uh, but I don't want to kick, I didn't want to kick a guy when he was down. Yeah. You know, or something like that along yeah. those lines. Yeah. But he went, it's not a good idea. So, uh, yeah, Keenan did got a good laugh, but if it was Eddie Murphy, it would have been everything. It would have just blew the roof off the place. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And I was thinking about that and I was going, yeah, cause I think he saw where this was going to go because that's, that's what would have happened is the news would have, because uh, it would have been the first time Eddie Murphy had been on Saturday Night Live doing a sketch yeah. in infinite amounts of time. Yeah. And, it would have been just, and Eddie Murphy was on there uh, doing the Bill Cosby thing. So did he go too far? That would be one <laughs> thing. For sure they'd have to sure, go with that. Sure. Yeah. Is it funny to make fun of the guy with when he's doing this? Mm-hmm. And is it fair as the other take? Yeah. And then the other thing is, you got to then have a follow-up, and the follow-up would be, you know, Eddie Murphy also has had some controversial <laughs> things in his life, yep. and let's go through that and talk about the yeah. blah, 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 and Baba. He made the golden child. <laughs> yeah, that would, uh, and and made a real child with one of the Spice Girls, <laughs> and said it wasn't his, and then it was his, and uh, there you are, and other things. Um, yeah, so he, I mean, he he saw which way the wind was blowing on that. Because that's just what's going to happen when there's something, the news is going to pick it up, and it's it's nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. But they're going to do it. This is just how it goes. Yeah. Just asking questions. <laughs> did he go too far? <laughs> I was like, did he go too far? Is the thing. I don't know. Did he? What do you think? Do you think he went too far? You're a human person. Yeah. What do you think? You know. And then you'll see the news anchors like looking awkwardly because they've got to like you know put a bit of their souls on the table. And it's like I don't want to do this. I just read the damn news. I don't want to say how I feel. There's no good answer to this. Hmm. You're right. 
why are we talking about it then? There's no good answer. Is there an answer? Is there a real answer? No, there probably isn't an answer. And there you go. With the response to that that Melda a Marcos uh, musical, would it, would your responses be? Well, they did the producers. You know, like any you can make have fun sure. with anything. You know, like if that's what you want to do. Yeah. You know, it's it's not it's not. You know, obviously, I don't think that's like. Uh, I wouldn't want that to be my like my like a how you say it like a the ultimate thing where I just every anything anything goes like that. That's I wouldn't want to. Like the would, musical, anything goes. Like the musical, anything goes. I wouldn't want that to because be... because in olden days, a glimpse of stalking was sometimes so, seen as something shocking. shocking. And yeah. now we we look at people who are stalking other people and go, <laughs> "That's not that doesn't go anymore." Anything goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, if you can take a subject like Imelda Marcos liking disco and make it into an entertaining musical, yeah, I'm sure it's got more to say than yeah. You know what? Maybe she liked disco. Yeah, it, there <laughs> and are, shoes. There are some elements to it apparently that give her some depth. Okay, and depth I think can be uh, viewed as excusing things, but you know, people are people. So do you <laughs> do you show you know in your movie about Hitler that his feelings were hurt when people didn't like his paintings? Is that adding sympathy to a monster in your, or, or do you just not show that? And then you go, you know what, maybe we just don't even talk about Hitler's history. And maybe we don't talk about any of that. Maybe we just don't. And then now we're in trouble because, you know, now we're not talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I was watching a pod, uh, podcast, and you're right, watching. Um, <laughs> but Mike, Mike Burbiglia's uh, Working It Out podcast had Jim Gaffigan on. And they were talking about some sort of controversial joke, and I forget what it was. Uh, but something, something that Gaffigan said was like, oh yeah, that, that's, that's that, the right phrasing for a thing I've, I've thought for a while, which was, you know, that mention, putting something in joke form is often viewed as dismissing it as being, as being small, mm -hmm. as in like, it makes it lesser. You know, if you, if you, if you're joking about it, then you're, uh, just going, yeah, it's this, it's something that's, that's so, uh, not important that we can joke about it. And I think, and I think they thought, that things can be important and be joked about at the mm. same time. And it doesn't take the impact of what they are doing down a notch. Well, I've said this, I think I've even said it on the show. Are you going to quote yourself? I'm going to quote myself. Oh, no, I've just said yourself. before, like, you know, the first step before something gets accepted is that we make fun of it. And that's if it's just, mentionable, it's manageable. That's our getting, that's our getting used to it. Yeah. So you can see, like, the 90s, there's a lot of like a lot of jokes about trans people yeah you know because that was a new thing that was sort of bubbling up and people were getting trying to get their minds around it and so part of that is to make fun of it mm -hmm. you know but in a way that's working towards acceptance you know because you're you're thinking about it maybe you're looking at it in a funny way or whatever but in a way by making it humorous you're kind of disarming it for people as well right you're kind of taking away whatever teeth people might think there are is in this weird thing that they're hearing about for the first time Maybe it sort of it sort of tames it a little bit in their minds. It, it makes it something. The temperature of the room. Yeah, it makes it it's something the same that they thing can. With like you know, uh, okay, so something like Boys in the Band or Cruising or all these movies in the seventies. Yeah, you know, the extreme, mm. too extreme. Now that when you watch them, you're just like, what the sh what is? <laughs> Jeez, come yeah, yeah. on, yeah. Al Pacino crying out loud. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, that's different than humor fair. though. That's like that's like. 
yellow journalism almost, you know, where you're just right. like... One so, was an exploitation, like, you know, almost yeah. horror movie. Yeah. You know, uh, Boys in the Band was, uh, you know, a, tra- a tragic, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, kind of romance. But mm-hmm. then there, in, in between that, there was a lot of other, like, comedy films, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and comedy portrayals. And all of this, you're like, looking back on it now, woo! But... <laughs> You know, if there's a if there's a but to this, yeah. uh, there's uh, you're talking about yeah. things. So that lays the groundwork mm-hmm. for now that we're talking about that. Yeah, here's the here's now the that we're thing. acknowledging that this that these are people, yeah. you know, not mental patients, yeah, but actual people. Then we're we're going to we're making some strides, mm-hmm. and you know, in ten years we'll look back on this and go, what the fuck? But at least we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, and to the, a degree, I I think you know obviously like absolute homophobia, whether it's in movies or comedy or whatever. I just I even as a kid, I had no time for that. I don't know. It's weird. Well, Cass, um, oh, go ahead, please. Kenny. I was going to say it's weird because I wouldn't, I didn't, I I'm not going to argue that I was super enlightened, you know, because I made jokes about I would call things gay or whatever, you know, and, sure. and use those sort of words. So I wasn't like an enlightened person. I just didn't like the piling on element of of. Uh, the, so that sort of stuff in movies or, or in like particularly like Eddie Murphy. I was not a fan of Eddie Murphy's comedy because it just felt way too brutally mean to me in its approach to that stuff that I, I didn't enjoy it. But that doesn't mean I was enlightened. I'm not boasting that I had any sort of that I was and then almost early ally teenage David Dedrick. No, no, no. Yeah, and then you know after after that. You know, first you have, you know, uh, Delirious, where it's like, oh, that's pretty, yeah. and then you get raw and you're like, okay, yikes. <laughs> All right, fuck. Jeez. You know, this guy's really got some issues. <laughs> he doth protest Ke- too Keenan much. Ivory Wayans wrote a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you see a lot of that on, uh, you know, in Living Color. Uh, a lot of it, like, in the guise of, we're going to be positive. But mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if this is as yeah, positive yeah, as yeah. you think it is. Yeah. And then almost every other Eddie Murphy film <laughs> yeah. has him in drag. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, okay, what's what's that about? Like, there, it, it feels but I don't like... think and, I don't think that kind of drag is the same as, like, like you know, like RuPaul-style drag. You know what I mean? Like, that's more like... Okay. That's more like showbiz drag. Like, that's... Like, but RuPaul-style drag is showbiz mm-hmm. drag. But, you, but not, I don't... That's not go out uh, to the supermarket. But that's... But that's, that's and drag's a different thing from... Yeah, yeah. From uh, uh, being trans. Yeah, that's very different. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's like he, he dresses up comedically. A comedic yeah, yeah. exaggeration. Yeah, like Monty uh, Python. Like, that's more of the British tradition of, like, you know... That obviously comes out of plays and but things more, where, yeah, more where than women were Monty Python, actors. you would not get a Monty Python. Oh, maybe you would. Okay, I'll go Life of Brian, uh, Brian's mom. Uh, her character has more depth and mm-hmm. is in, in there for almost the entire movie. Yeah, so that's yeah. a full character. Sure. Uh, more so than them dressing up as the Pepper Pots or, yeah, or yeah, what, yeah. what have you. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like one note screeching. <laughs> you know. But Eddie Murphy would like do the full makeup and have like, you know, something like a Norbit. Yeah. Where yeah. it's just like, okay, we're really getting into this character, <laughs> eh? For a while. And it's uh. not like you know, something like a big mama's house where, like, he's got to dress up to go undercover. But he's not really a lady. He's all man. Let's just admit that. And so there are going to be some sexy ladies around. Yeah, 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 and he's yeah. going to see those sexy ladies and be like, woo. And, yeah. and they'll look at him and be like, oh, she's a that lady. Whereas, whereas with Eddie Murphy. But it's also kind of showing off, isn't it? Like, he's showing off his acting chops that sure. he, can, he can disappear into any role. You know? Right. But do you see that with, you know, any equivalent... You know, uh, other comedian that isn't Eddie yeah, Murphy. Yeah, but he's but he's also really good. So yeah, that's right. But isn't it weird that like 
not uh like okay i don't want to say weird there's clearly there's clearly something there comedically yeah that plays into the mass the role of like masculinity mm. right so you know the 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 where you're going to get your laughs from is hey how about these guys that aren't masculine yeah let's go after them right sure. yeah that's funny right okay okay by the way you know i'm real masculine right <laughs> oh yeah yeah we know you are okay that's great yeah. All right now they're all on board with me being real masculine. Yeah, I'm going to dress up like a bunch of ladies. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, pretty good, huh? But you have to like have. But didn't that- it kind of grow? Didn't it kind of keep kind of grow? Like it didn't start off like that, right? Like. Like coming to America is probably like the first film where he kind of plays like a bunch of characters. Okay, and then Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor spins off into the clumps. Yeah. Then you got Norbit. Yeah, and it kind uh, of it kind of grows and grows to the point where he just like the entire film is just him. Yeah. But it's not right away like that. But it kind of grows over time until pretty soon. Why are we hiring any actors? I can just do it all but myself. The, but the comed- the the most comedic over the top roles. Yeah. That he's doing are are women, mm. and it's the same thing when you get into. Uh, Medea and sure, uh, you sure. know even like you're getting into a big mama's house you're getting into your uh, white chicks you're getting into all these films yeah. there's definitely something and I think that's comes from uh you know the church of Eddie Murphy yeah. you know uh starting <laughs> starting all of this yeah yeah but that does not seem to catch on with other comedians with the exception of you know you'll get like a Dustin Hoffman as Tootsie yeah but that's more serious. He's not, he's not a comic, but yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. He, but but you would know him from... Like, yeah, he's definitely playing it as a comedy. Sure, sure. Uh, he's an actor who can play comedy, but he's not really like a funny person. Okay. Uh, then let's go with Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's got to keep coming back to, you know, uh, heartfelt, 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 <laughs> heartfelt. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just interesting that that's mm. that's part of it, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's an interesting thing comedically to yeah to to see. But e- but even you know, man, the Medea films do real good. Holy shit, those did oh, amazingly crazy. well. But They're also about Jesus too. I don't, I don't, I've never seen them, so that's one of the that's one of the interesting things too. Is like they're almost all about. You know, well, they have uh, that gospel, like the the kind of Pentecostal church element to them of that sort yeah, of. Yeah, you know. uh, they're they're all about uh, flawed in, like they started as plays, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they they're about flawed individuals Tyler Perry. that are not uh, that are not doing the right thing and getting into a family, and these guys are real hounds. Yeah, yeah. And then Medea comes in and slaps some uh, sense into them, and then uh, at the end of it, everyone's getting married and going to church, you know. And it's it's you know it's all done in a broad yeah, yeah. way. Yeah. But it's like we're gonna have we're gonna have the drag, and then we're also gonna have the church. Yeah. And then now the whole thing is, seems to be, oh my gosh, when you have drag, you're just taking kids to the devil now, aren't you? And it's like, what, what are you talking about? I thought the whole thing was, you know, the, yeah. this is this is fine, and you're all down with this. And yeah, it's all fine, but no, I'm gonna flip around. <laughs> well, it's <sighs> again, I'm 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 just asking questions. You're just asking questions. You. Are. I don't even know what questions I'm asking, but. Mm. I listened to um, that Neil Brennan podcast you were talking about last week with David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Because I like David Letterman, and so I wanted to listen to it. But the thing that was most shocking about that whole thing was to learn that Burt Kreischer, the shirtless comedian, made $25 million last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not... It's not so when you, He's when a you, party comic. When you know that Tyler Perry has you know, created like an empire out of Medea, it's not that surprising. And the other thing is, is like, we live in Canada. We're... we're I noticed playing the box office game. This is where I first noticed this weird remove that we have. Because there would be the movies that were popular in the States that never came up here. 
particularly to BC, because we just don't have a big enough black population to support movies like that to come up here and, and you know, to watch these sort of like... We don't have it, and they don't need it. Because like oh, well, the yeah. places it plays, it plays Play. so well <laughs> oh, yes. and makes such a profit yeah. that yeah. who cares? I mean, you can watch them on Crave. Sure, sure. They and, have the media films in there yeah. and stuff if you want to watch them. And again, most of these were hit plays mm-hmm. back in the day as well. So they were done live. You did one called Boo? No, but but in, in, in that way, uh, the, he definitely has a, a shared history with like the Marx Brothers, which is yeah, work yeah. it all out on stage, sure. get it crisp, be very popular on stage, make your bones that yeah, way, yeah. and then put it on uh, camera and you know where every beat is, you know where every pause is, you know yeah. where the laughs are, here you go. And yeah, it's who, just, who else it, is doing that? Oh no, and it's fascinating that... Like when you see all these movies and it says like you know filmed in Atlanta and stuff like that, but a lot of them are using his studios as as uh, you know as obviously as like a studio like for their sets and stuff like that. Yeah. You know like he's just make, he's raking it in that way too. Like he's he's renting out his his uh, his facilities that he's he's made. It's just amazing. It's an amazing story. And he's he's a pretty good actor too. Uh, he was really good. I think he was probably the best actor in Gone Girl. Is that what it was called? Gone Girl? What it was called? The one with... Ben the, Affleck movie? Ben Affleck and uh, someone else. That girl who went gone? <laughs> girl. Uh, what's oh, her? she's good. She's a good actor. She is good. Who she's is a British she? actress. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry. Can't I can remember. look it up. I know. I can think of all the things she's in. She's in Quantum of Solace. She's in Pride and Prejudice. She's in Re- Jack Reacher. She's... But what is her name? Again, this is part of... Uh, the podcast with the two guys in their 50s (laughs) is like listen there's a thing that we do uh, and we say we I mean Dave does after the show where he hits a thing called truncate silence and what it does (laughs) is it takes the pauses out of out of this and makes the show seem tighter yeah now what you just got to do is have a button called 50 something guys and you just hit the button (laughs) and it takes out all the things we're like what's the name of that oh my gosh what is it what is it what are we trying to say here yeah what are they while i look up the uh rosamund pike rosamund pike yes very good actress yeah agreed but you're saying the best actor uh, in that movie tyler perry tyler perry yeah he did a really good job as the lawyer i thought he was really good like convincingly good Mm-hmm. The other ones just felt like they're in a movie, but he felt like he was like just like a lawyer who's there. <laughs> Which I like that. I like when people are very naturalistic in their acting. That's why I love uh, Rachel McAdams so much. She's so natural in her acting. It just feels like you're just seeing just seeing her be real on on screen. It's an amazing facility. I think. Um, I have to tell a little story. Okay, everybody, it's story time. It's story time. So you didn't hear this last week. It happened the day after we. were or maybe it happened the day of that we recorded this sh- okay. show because I had to cut short uh, after we because we recorded last episode on the last episode on Friday. Right, and you went so long, sucker, and you, you jumped out the window. <laughs> I did. I kind of jumped out the window. Yeah, Scott I, Pilgrim style. I needed smash. to. I had to go do some uh, rehearse with with uh, David M, former former uh, friend of the show, right. and uh, a troubadour. A troubadour. A true a troubadour. troubadour. Yeah. A true Bredor. And uh, he, so I was there for a little bit. And then Lisa wrote to me and her, what she wrote made me so sad that I was like, I got to go. I got to go home and see Lisa. Oh, okay. Cause it, and nothing terrible, but it just, it just sounded like she had like a bad day. Oh, no. And I was just like, I just have to be there cause yeah. you know, she's having a bad day. So I left and I went, I went back and uh, cause so um, the worst thing that happened to her that day was she, she went to. Give dad, uh, give dad our, 
her dad, my father-in-law. I'll say dad, give dad dinner. And I guess he'd locked himself out of his, he lives in a basement suite with my brother-in-law lives upstairs. And my father-in-law lives downstairs and he'd locked himself out. So he did what, you know, you should, what everyone would do in this situation. He got out a drill and started drilling holes in the lock. So he drilled two holes into the lock and that didn't work. So then he was, he tried to drill holes where the bolts were that were holding it in the door. And that also didn't work. So then he took a chisel and he was banging the chisel into the deadbolt, trying to dislodge it from the door. And that didn't work either. It did bend the door, but it it didn't, it didn't. uh, And the problem was by drilling the thing, because Lisa had a key. Yeah. So, but when Lisa got there, she couldn't open the lock because the key, because when he drilled it, he like kind of mangled the opening. And so you couldn't get a key into it. So that was on Friday at five o'clock that she discovered this. So of course, no one's open. It's a long weekend. And so we couldn't get a locksmith to come out until Thursday. So on Thursday, uh, I had a super busy day at work. I knew I already had two trailers waiting for me because there was two trailers on Friday. How did you get the door open, by the way? We'll get there. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, is the door s- shut for... The door was shut for the weekend. Okay, so there's nothing in there like medicine or anything that he needs. Lisa had his medicine because he, oh, he'll, okay. he'll, lo- he'll, just, he'll just lose it if he okay. he can't give him a medicine. We learned that a little while ago. All right, okay. That was my concern. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. No, he had his medicine and everything. And basically, he just had to like live in, in uh, my brother-in-law's basement uh, until we could get a locksmith to come out. But he wasn't locked out of the house entirely. He did have a place to stay and stuff. And Lisa's still bringing him dinner and lunch and whatnot. So then, um, so yeah, and so Tuesday I had these two trailers that I had to, to, to empty. And so we got one trailer done and another trailer came. So we had three trailers in one day. So we, did, we emptied three trailers, did them all, got them all done. And then I was so tired. I was just like, oh man, I would just love to go. I just going to go home and it's going to be horizontal for the rest of the day, rest of the night. And, uh, and I got to, I got, uh, got to my phone and Lisa messaged me that she'd got her, the old Volvo towed, but I had to sign the paperwork. So I needed to drive to Abbotsford to the wreckers to sign the paperwork for it. So then I had to drive to Abbotsford, sign the paperwork and then drive home. And this is, of course, this is during rush hour. So it's no fun. It's not a fun drive. So I finally get, I'm driving along and then Lisa texts me and she says, Oh, I'm at my dad's. I'm not reading this to my car. My car reads me the, reads yeah. me texts. So it, it reads, she says, I'm at my dad's waiting for the locksmith. So I was just driving right by their road. So I'm like, Oh, I might as well just turn up. And I'll just go see what's going on. So I pulled, went up, parked, and then there's this person driving really slowly in a pickup truck along the road. And I'm like, "What's this guy doing? It's weird." And then Lisa's standing in the in the driveway of my brother-in-law's place. And I'm like, "What's going on?" She goes, "Oh, I called the locksmith, but I gave him the wrong street." So I'm like waiting to see if if he drives by, all so I can signal him. So that's just who was driving really slowly. It was the locksmith who's trying to find the correct address because Lisa messed things up. So anyway, he came. He started working on the door. It took him two hours to get break into the we had to drill a bit more right we had to and lisa had taken dad's tools back to our place so that he didn't have access to this stuff so he would not continue and she also wrote a note (laughs) a note that said do not uh you know do not try to get you know whatever do not try to get in this door waiting for locksmith and so um but it's weird like he read that and he like projected it onto everything else in the house He's like, ah, I couldn't go into the garage. There was a note on the door saying you can't go in there. And I went to go into the fridge and I couldn't get into the fridge because there's a note on it that said, don't go in the fridge. But there's no notes. It was just the one note yeah. that Lisa had left just to 
make sure you didn't monkey around with yeah. the lock. So she took his tools home. Although when we got there for, with the locksmith, he did have more tools out and he was going to attempt to do more on this door. <laughs> this door. So locksmith, we drilled it out. The locksmith was finally able to trip the lock, get it open. Uh, fortunately, we were able to, he was an actual locksmith, though. So he was able to repin the new deadbolt he put in so that the, all the key, like the key that opens all the doors around the house would also open that door. So that was good. So we did that. We paid that guy. Got all done. Perfect. Great. Walk out to my car. Flat tire. I'm like, oh my God. But it wasn't totally flat. It was just like deflated. At least that's what I thought. So I'm like, shoot. Well, so I drove home. I thought, I'll just fill it up with the, with my air compressor. So I got my air compressor out. <coughs> Tried to fill this tire. Didn't work. I'm like, oh my God, this is... So then I thought, is my thing broken? It's like my little you know, the tire uh, inflator, is this broken? So then I put all that away. I thought, I'm going to drive to the gas station real quick and to see if it'll work there. So I drive there and I hear the wheel. I'm just like, oh, this is not good. I shouldn't really be driving on this wheel anymore. But I was too late. I was already driving there. So I get there, try to fill it there. It doesn't work. I'm like, God damn it. So then I, I thought, I can't drive anymore. I'll just change the tire. I'll just change the tire here. So I quickly got out the jack, jacked up the tire, you know, took the tire off. And then I went to get the spare tire out and it was absolutely stuck. Like there's a little thing to hold it in place inside the yeah. trunk. Could not budge it. Could not budge it at all. So I'm like, damn it. And then I realized, oh, I left my phone at home. So I had to walk back home. <laughs> I get Lisa and said, Could you, would you mind driving me back to the gas station? Uh, so I grabbed some tools. We drive back to the gas station. I had like a, some locking plot. I had uh, vice grips. So I tried to like use those. And all I succeeded doing was tearing off this plastic thing that was, you know, attached to. Sure. And so it was just spinning. It was just spinning. And I was like, oh, my God, I need a knife. I don't have a knife here. So we had to drive back home again. I grabbed a knife. We drove back again. Oh, for, oh for hindsight or oh for foresight. Anyway, so I cut away all the plastic so to reveal a nut, a bolt, a bolt, there. Oh, my God. So I said, oh, we got to go back again. I needed my socket set. So we drove back home again, came back. I used the socket set, finally got it freed, put the wheel on, drove home, put the wheel in back at Lisa's truck. She was going to take it to the... That's why I had to get the wheel today. So yeah. I had to, the, they phoned me today and said, okay, the wheel's repaired. And so then I, I had to drive back there, pick it up, take it home, put it back, put it on my car so I could drive on the freeway again. Because wow. the last couple of days I've just been driving along surface roads because yeah. I can't drive over 80 with a spare tire on. Right. So yeah. So I, was, wasn't, I didn't get home that night until like 9.30. I hadn't eaten dinner yet. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm going to have some dinner and then I'm just going to lay down and watch a <laughs> movie. Yeah. Boy, it's just what a night. What a day, in fact. Yikes. It's so busy. But anyway, life is full of fun. <laughs> so, uh, but my brother and sister-in-law, or brother-in-law and sister-in-law, were very happy that dad was, was back in, in his place, not in their place. Right. Because, you know, they're worried about what he's going to do sure. while he's there, just because he just, he really does need to go into care. Yeah. Like, he's just got to the point now where yeah. he's getting, like, sort of dangerous, you know, to not just to himself, but to people around him, you know. So... Uh, it is so sad because he is one of like the most, I mean, he had like his own problems, but he was a very hyper competent person. You know, he's one of those people that can just kind of do things, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to fix a car. I'm going to build a, a, a shop. I'm going to, you know, and like so mechanically, such a mechanical mind. My brother's like him. I think my brother's a, a bit more competent than my father-in-law. Like Cam, right. my brother Cam can do anything he sets his mind to. Like anything at all, like, you know, like mechanical or yeah. construction, you know, or home repair or whatever. He can just figure it out. 
He can just look at it and understand it and do it. You know, he just has that magical ability. Like when I look at an engine, I'm just looking at spaghetti. It's a big pile of spaghetti. When my brother looks at it, he goes, okay, this does that, this does that, that works this way. And okay, this makes all sense. So this is a, you know, and to me, like, I have no idea what's happening. Like, you know, I'm better. When I was younger, I had really no idea. Now I have some semi understanding of it all, but not like, not like my brother or like my father-in-law. We're both like these sort of really mechanical people, you know. But yeah, it's sad because not only is, he had a really interesting life and not only is his, you know, his present gone, but his past is gone, you know. And sometimes he remembers things. Yeah, sometimes that's how that goes. But sometimes he doesn't. There's details, there's small things, there's songs. Yeah, and it was interesting. We were talking the other day and he remembered me, which was was nice, you know. And he, he he always knows Lisa, but he remembered me or he almost always knows Lisa. Um, and he remembered me and we we're talking and then you could see just like that he didn't know who we were just like in an instant his face changed yeah. and you could see oh he's scared he's scared because he's confused he doesn't know what who we are or what we're doing here yeah you know and oh it's just such a so sad and uh yeah what do you do when that happens what's the way to go well i always call him dad because i always want him to know who he is right to me but when that happens i we just i just kind of go well i guess we should get going now because yeah. I just don't want him to be uncomfortable with yeah. us there, you know? And he's not going to be worried if we're gone, you know? Because he's not going to be like, oh, they left without saying goodbye. Because he doesn't know who we are. That's a good point. You know? Okay. So it's just kind of like... Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. We're going to go know, now, I've, Dad. I had that with my grandmother for yeah. sure. Yeah. Where they're like, mm, okay, yeah, nope, not right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she still has a vibe that, you know... And she's got a she's got British politeness. Mm-hmm. So she won't want... She doesn't want to be rude, but I don't think she knows who I am anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, now we're talking again about someone who's, uh, you know, like probably like my dad. Mm. You know, so how's your dad doing? I'm like, okay, well, he died, you know, 10 years. Uh, but, oh, okay, so, you know, and there's no reason to, you know, let her know that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I mean, yeah, dad knows, he knows lots about his life still. So, but yeah, he just has, when he gets tired, you know, they call it sundowning sure, for sure. a reason. Like when, when it, the day gets on, it's harder for him to like keep his mind on on track you know and so but yeah i just it was mary who taught me that to say to introduce yourself by relate the relationship yeah which i think is really smart you know because that's what she she says oh i just go in and say hi grandpa he says even if he doesn't remember he he knows who i'm who i who i should be you know in that way you know because the thing is like it's all it's all hindsight too you realize when when your father-in-law has dementia it didn't just happen the day you noticed it, it was happening a long time before you were sure. noticing it. He was just faking it really well. And he learned how to pretend that he understood things. And even now when he doesn't know who we are, he'll still ask, speaking of conversations, he'll still ask these Dale Carnegie like questions to promote a conversation. Like, what do you, where are you working now? Uh, did you just get back from somewhere? Like these sort of questions like that, you know, like that seem to show some sort of with it, with itness. Because yeah. yes, we did just get back from somewhere. We were just in, we were just in, but everyone has just got back from somewhere. It doesn't mean a trip. It could also mean, did you just get back from the store? Da, 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 da. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a really open-ended question that makes you seem like you're more part of the conversation than you actually are. Right. In reality, you have no idea who, who you're talking to or what's going on. But by asking these questions, you're presenting a front of, of understanding. And Dad was like that too, you know, and it was just little things that started to appear like, he wrote the girls' names wrong on the, on uh, their birthday cards. He wrote it. His name is Lee. We're like, oh, that's not good. Who is uh, who's Lee? 
Don't know. Lisa's middle name was Lee, but mm. uh, but that's oh, there is a Lee, but he's a he's he's a uh, my dad our dad's nephew. Okay. So that really doesn't make any sense why he's writing to, okay. to his granddaughter. But you know what I mean? Like this, this like this creeping thing that's happening. And, and, you know, at first you kind of like excuse it or, you know, and then, then it, eventually it's so obvious that you can no longer, you know, fool yourself. You have to, uh, you have to also embrace what's happening. Yeah. I, re- I remember like the amount of times my grandmother would be saying, oh, my memory. Mm. Oh, my memory yeah yeah and you're like yeah i guess that's that's what was going on mm-hmm. you know after my grandfather passed especially and she yeah. didn't have like someone to look after that's the thing you become more disconnected from and your life loses routine and that's what makes it really hard right you know and dad's that way too he just doesn't have he's just old he, does, he can't do what he used to do he can't you know get his tools out and and make things and and stuff like that i i, I was talking about it last week where i because i I went meant to video because my because dad made this really interesting uh, gate latch for their place. Like he just invented it himself because he just it's one of those latches. I don't know if you've seen them where they have like the little they're kind of I don't know how to describe them, but they have like a curved corner. And so when the gate closes, it it hits that curve and it lifts it up. Oh, I know what you're talking And then it about, comes yeah. down. And so dad took one of those and he made it so that there's a little handle. And when you push the handle down on the say the right side yeah. the left side opens so you can open the gate oh, okay. and then the, the the left side works the same way you push the left side down and it opens the right side up and you can but i went to i went to film like all his various iterations of this of this thing that he created because he started off with this the simple idea of two screwdrivers uh kind of connected together and you just turn them and it would lift up the latch on either side and that's what he had for a while but that wasn't good enough right then he went moved on to the next one and then he was trying to get this latch idea and he went through a few different versions of this before he reached his final, his final, uh, whatever you call it, the alpha version, whatever <laughs> follows the beta version. But, you know, like, so, I, and I meant to, I tried to gamma, film it. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Omega is the last one. That's true. I can't deny that. <laughs> so maybe it's Omega version? Okay, well, the your fi- last are we talking the final version? Then it's Omega, <laughs> yes. So um, I just don't know what, how they, but um, I tried to film it, but then I was joking because I, for some reason I, Started off okay. I actually filmed something, but then I got confused. Like I was an old man. I got confused, and I started um, not. I started thinking I was filming when it was paused, and then when I would turn it off, I would start filming, and then carrying it around, filming the ground and my feet and stuff like that. And then I was, but I was trying to film all the various things. They wanted like a record of these because I just right. find it fascinating. His little invention of that is so it's so clever. But yeah, those are the sort of things he would do. You know, he'd just decide one day, oh, I'm going to make a canoe carrier for the car. You know, or for the truck, and so then he'd like weld together this thing that would, you know, a big a big rack for the front of the that would attach to a trailer hitch at the front of the truck, and and then it would hold the canoe up and stuff like that. And he'd just make would this your, whole thing out of he welded together. And when you're talking comparing him to your brother, would your brother uh, invent things, or was he just uh, not even just? But like, yeah, he, no, he, he he was a fixer. Cam's more of a fixer and a yeah. doer. Yeah, dad's dad has an inventive mind. Where Cam Cam's more just sort of straight ahead. Like I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna put uh, air conditioning into the house. I'm gonna do like a central central air conditioning system in my house. So I'm gonna do it all all myself. Right. You know, I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna take this car. I'm gonna take this engine out of the truck, and I'm gonna put a new engine in it. You know, and just things like that, which are incomprehensible. I think my one of my fears about uh, you know um, dementia 
is 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 why I try to do new things like a lot. Mm. It's like I just want to, you know, now trying to learn how to do a podcast and produce a podcast. Yeah. You know, or getting back to like, you know, riding a bike after not riding a bike for a long time. And just like just work different parts of the brain. Just mm. keep trying to shuffle things out and try to learn new things and try to do new things. And I mean, that's not how you can completely f- fight it. <laughs> yeah, but, unfortunately. <laughs> no, but it, it yeah. does help stimulate a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my hope. I hope that it's doing it. It's, it's weird when we were <laughs> well, talking. it doesn't hurt. When we were talking about, uh, and if nothing else, you learn new things. And yeah, that's exactly. Good. Yeah. Um, when you, we were talking about Casablanca and you said that Ronald Reagan was like one of the original choices. It was like I immediately had a joke go in my head, and I just went, "No, you know, uh, dementia's in Dave's family right now." And so <laughs> this uh, it's fine. This family guy. We're 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 t- treating it. Okay, this seriously is Ronald Reagan. Okay, this is Ronald Reagan doing okay doing, doing the bit. Please, and I'm not going to do it as Ronald Reagan. Oh, I'm just going to. All right, I will. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. you do Ronald Reagan. You're getting on that plane because if you don't, I'll forget it. Maybe not today. <laughs> Maybe not tomorrow, but soon for the rest of my life. Oh, Rick, who? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting presidency when your president is no longer mentally competent, mm-hmm. but they hit it. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing. There was like Hoover or something like that had a stroke while he was in office, and basically his wife was the like was. You yeah. know, the power behind yeah. the, the yeah. The, when they talk about the like throne. the first woman president, that gets brought up. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Was it Hoover's like, wife? I can't remember who it was. It was one of them, yeah. Woodrow Wilson or somebody like that. Whoever, yeah, whoever from that it time is, period. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and there'd be like the bedroom, and you'd be in the bedroom, and it's like, mm-hmm. what's that? Huh? Okay, so he says what we're going to do is. Did he though? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Getting a lot of rights for women out of him now. Suddenly, that's really strange, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We have to we have to regard women as as people. So outrageous. We'll take all that back like way later, like in the <laughs> 2020s or something. We'll just uh, we'll slide it all in. I got a long-term plan here, fellas. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be just fine. We'll keep the Illuminati. Well, I'm so- yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I am sorry to hear that. And uh, I am sorry, too. Yeah. It is a, it is, I'm sure it's going to be a long, drawn-out process. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to go into all of it. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you stuff off, off, off camera. Mm-hmm. Camera? Off mic. <laughs> Oh, that's not a good sign, Dave. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Can't like. remember Rosamund Pike and thought was thought he was on film. Yeah. It's looking bad. All right, we're just gonna like keep keep talking about new things and keep the blood flowing to the heads, <laughs> and we're gonna do our best. We're gonna yeah. do our best. New things. Yeah. What about those chocolate bars? <laughs> Do kids eat those nowadays? I hear dark chocolate will solve all your problems. That won't taste as good as milk chocolate, except to people who like dark chocolate. It's fine. So dark chocolate's fine. I th- dark chocolate's fine? No. Dark chocolate. Is. No. Dark chocolate's fine. No, it's not fine. It's yeah, cool. it gets you Blech. on a different level. It's all Blech. right. It's fine. No interest in it. Okay. Um, I really, I have, I have only a so-so interest in chocolate itself. So making it dark chocolate, you just like removed all this. What's your favorite great. chocolate bar? Uh, Big Turk, because more like candy than it is like yeah, chocolate. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how much chocolate's involved in that. Yeah, exactly. At all. That's why it's my favorite. It's, I don't even think it's chocolate that's covering Big. My Turk. second favorite, cherry blossom. Okay, that's chocolate. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, if you said Dave, you can have this bag of Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Or the chocolate bar, I would take the Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I just I'm more into that than I am into. I just like. Do I you like, like a hot chocolate? 
You like a chocolate milkshake? No. You don't like a chocolate milkshake? I don't like chocolate ice cream. I don't like chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> You're an odd trout. <laughs> I'm not an odd trout. You're a very different person than uh, my other best man, Roger. Who <laughs> yes. was like a guy who would have chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. Yeah, yeah. You'd have like uh, chocolate ice cream with chocolate syrup and chocolate chips and all the different chocolate things you could throw onto a chocolate mm-hmm. sundae. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Not interested in that at all. All right. I mean, I like chocolate chips, all right. They're fine in a cookie. But I would rather have a raisin cookie than a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, probably me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Raisin oatmeal? Yeah, I like a raisin oatmeal. Beautiful. That's a that's a damn good cookie. That's a damn good cookie. Back when I was working at the CBC, brag, <laughs> uh, there was a there was a machine that had uh, raisin uh, oatmeal cookies, and that nice. was like yeah. my go-to. Though I would also have a very cheap hot chocolate that'd be like in a very tiny cup, mm. and I'd uh, walk that tiny cup of scalding hot chocolate that was burning <laughs> my fingers uh, to the uh, to my little office, and mm. I'd uh, work and take little sips. Yeah, I mean, I drank hot chocolate when I was a kid because. What else are you gonna do? You're at the hockey rink. Yeah, I was at the. I wasn't wasn't playing hockey, but I was at the skating rink. Yeah, of course you were. Yeah. You had to be. Yeah, that's and where yeah. we hid from bears. It's Canada. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would have the hot chocolate there because my mom would offer it, and I'd say, sure. Yeah, well, you're not gonna have the, want, something yeah. sweet together. But I, I have not had it for years and years because I'm not really that fond of it. Um, yeah, it's just not my thing. Not my. Not my. What I've been doing late this summer is uh, I've been. Uh, Tell me what you've been doing this summer. Boiling. A giant, uh, I've been boiling a big thing, a pitcher of tea, mm-hmm. and put, leaving it in the fridge. Yeah. And then having lemonade in the fridge as well, and then combining them. Arnold Palmer style? Yeah, Arnold Palmer's, yeah. Okay. It's good. It's good. We should, uh, you should add one ingredient to it so I can call it a Dave Dedrick. Oh, okay. Yeah. One thing. <laughs> Gotta add one thing do. to it. Oh, all right. Throw one meat, mint leaf on top. Like no, anything. I don't like mint. God. Don't like mint at all. What the hell is going on? <laughs> What's wrong? Christmas is a nightmare for you. Nothing <laughs> about chocolate and candy canes. Yeah, do you that's like, fine. Do I mean, like, I don't hate chocolate. It's just I would prefer. Okay, what's the? Th- okay, tell me what you prefer. I had a thing. I would prefer like uh, like a glycerin candy or whatever. Okay, so what could we add to an Arnold Palmer that would uh, make it one? make it better? Make it a, a Dave Dedrick instead, so we can just go with that. Yeah. I'll so think... do you don't want? Do you want something that makes it less sweet? Do you want something that makes it more sweet? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Maybe uh, maybe some of that simple syrup. Uh, making it more sweet. Yeah. Do you want to throw a little uh, grenadine in there? Because that'll do your 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 sweetening. But also, but also it'll yeah. add a little color to the bottom there and make sure. it almost sunsetty. It's a nice yeah, look. Yeah. I've been having. Here's the thing. You've been having Shirley uh, Temples. I've been having Shirley Temples. I do enjoy a Shirley Temple. But what I I have been doing is I've been having this. Um, pomegranate cherry juice okay and i've been uh mostly orange juice and you put a little of the pomegranate cherry juice on top and okay. uh, that's very very nice they had it on uh, the bear i see uh, uh, along with the potato chip omelet mm. and so when i make a potato chip omelet i usually have that and i do the full bear experience okay that's a new season that's a new season no, well, sorry for spoilers uh, this the i haven't i haven't, I haven't uh, watched it yet i was going to the other day and uh, mary had not was had some issue with her uh, cart or payment of her for um for whatever it is Disney Plus because she she we 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 uh, pair leech off of hers okay that's fair she leeches off a bunch of mine so that's sure fine. that's totally fair I'm it's sure just, Disney will agree <laughs> they've got no problems please with share I mean, is this a family they're fine they're a family company mm. it's all about family yeah it's all about nephews and nieces <laughs> but never your own children. <laughs> That's the Ooh, Disney that's way. Right. Oh my god! Now I'm in hey, trouble. With the one exception of Goofy, he's the only one who, who uh, you know admitted the kid was his. Mm. Didn't mm. do that nephew bullshit, and um, and because of that, they killed his wife. Good lord! 
they went, we can't have this. And then they just took his wife out back and blam. Harsh. But fair. Yeah. Harsh but it's fair. Up to, it's, up to, it's up to you. Oh, I just want listeners to know that um, I'm not going to have any kind of fancy description of what's in this week's show because I'm, I'm going away tomorrow. So I have to put the show up tonight when I get home. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to get home about 10.30 at night. I have to work at five, get up at 5 in the morning to go to work. So I'm not going to spend two hours going through the but show. But it's a half day tomorrow, right? <laughs> it's a half day, but I'm driving up to the, the lake right after work. Okay. So I'm Is this have... for a nice relaxing weekend at the lake? I hope so. Yeah. I'm going to pick up Eve. Okay. And we're going to drive up there together. Okay. Mary, unfortunately, is working on Saturday. So she's going to drive up after her work on Saturday. And unfortunately, my one nephew and his girlfriend will not be there. But my fortunately, my other nephew... <laughs> And his girlfriend will be there. So that's good. Nice. So it'll be some nice family time. Yeah. I'll be recording two episodes of uh, Refresh My Memory. Nice. Yeah. You keep keep plugging away. By the way, thanks to uh, Chris Roberts uh, for coming up with a theme song. The reason the reason that we have are not releasing a little earlier is Chris uh, uh, very kindly suggested that he write a theme song for us. And we went, yeah, immediately. <laughs> Uh, so we're, uh, he's, he gave us the rough version. It's a uh, great. Yeah. And then, uh, the, uh, he's doing a cleanup version that's coming in on Saturday. Okay. And so then, uh, we'll, uh, me and, uh, Victoria, uh, Vicky Vander Von Axander, uh, will be, uh, one of the hosts of the show. We'll be editing, okay. uh, together and then we'll put that together and get that, get that off. But, um, yeah, we're going to be doing two, uh, two episodes of the show on Sunday. And uh, one is Casablanca, and the other is to be named later. Okay. Yeah. So you're not going to—you know what it is, but you're not going to tell us. That's correct. I don't want to get too. I know what it is, but I'm not going to spoil yours. Oh well, well, look at you. (laughs) Maybe I'll spoil uh, horse mysteries then. Go ahead. The pony did it. Oh my gosh! You know what? With what weapon? A pony club. Little pony club. And just like killed the horse that way. (laughs) He was jealous. Really? Yep. Huh. The farrier saw it all, yeah. but the pony looked at him and went, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. And you know who that farrier was? You. Oh. That's the twist. I remember that when the horse drew its hoof across its throat and went. And That's like, right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because it was uh, part of the uh, pony mafia. You know what they do? They leave like gangsters' heads on your bed. That's <laughs> what they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you like it? Yeah. Okay. Um, then they hop on another pony's back and they ride off into the sunset. It's disturbing to that see is, that. Uh, yeah, no, no. That can... They take chan- They take turns doing it, <laughs> so it's fair. Why is it okay? Like, it doesn't seem weird if, like... Is this a quick draw McGraw question? No, it doesn't seem weird if, like, a man hopped on another man's back and, and like, he carried him around on his back. But it seems freakishly weird if a horse is riding on another horse. Wait. Yeah. You think that it's okay? Yeah. I wouldn't be, like... If I saw that happening, like, people were horsing around... Not in the sense that we're... Oh, you mean just as in like a... Yeah, just like a... Just oh, I thought you meant as like a job. No, not as a like job. Like if there was like a person, you would call a person like an Uber, and you just hop on yeah. their back, and the other person ran yeah. off, and you went like, and that's, that's what I want. fine. That's what Society I want. Society says that's yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, they don't. No, they don't. you got to do some kind of rickshaw thing or on a, on a bike or something no, before no, no. we're okay with it. Cut this. out the middleman. That's what I say. Just hop right on the person's back. No, no. I meant like if people were horsing around. Hmm. Excuse the pen. Uh, this is having a, having fun, and one person right. like gave the other person like a piggyback ride. Right. Now that's, let me just fine. ask you this before we get. But if you saw a pig riding another pig having a literal piggyback ride, you wouldn't want to see that. What if you saw like a baby pig on a mom pig's back walking around? That'd be adorable. That'd be that'd be cuter. But this is a baby. Okay. So the so the the gentlemen that are doing this. Yes. 
Um, are they uh, are they clothed or are they nude? They're clothed. Okay. It's like at a picnic, let's say. For exa- for at instance, a picnic. Yeah, like a family a, picnic, and people are goofing a around. Family picnic. Yeah. Are these adults? It's, yeah. When does this happen? It could happen. No. Yeah. Could, no. Can't happen. Sure. When? Maybe the beach. When did you? When? When did this happen? <laughs> like oh, we're to the beach now. <laughs> just saying it's a, we're at the beach. Yeah, I'm just. This is. I'm. I'm not saying it actually happened. I'm just saying in my in my imagination. When the last? When was I the last time? I often think about this. When this was is the last time I think you about had someone lot. on your back, or you were on someone's. When back. I'm driving, I often think about you men. You drive with someone on your back. No, no, I think about men piggybacking each other. Okay, very good. You know, like and just, how society accepts it, <laughs> so much so that it's so commonplace. That it's, we ask, why can't horses do it? No one. Is that what we're... It's not saying, this, why can't horses do it? Is this what you're putting out there? I'm just saying that it, would, it doesn't seem... Yeah? It doesn't seem... Continue. Revolting. Wait, revolting? For a person to be giving another person a piggyback ride. And yet a horse my on mind a horse... Rejects, yeah, my mind rejects the idea of a horse riding another horse. I just can't... I can't even... Just, I don't, it, doesn't, it just seems creepy and weird to me. Okay. Well, I think, I think you've... Uh, what you got to do yeah. is you've got to draw this. <laughs> and just get it out of your system. Out of my system. No, well, here's, I don't know if that's safe. Okay, quick draw that McGraw. Seems to be opening up a, a, a like a, a doorway to something that's not. Does good. quick draw McGraw ride a horse? No, he just walks around. Just walks around. Yeah. Does anyone ride it's a too horse? Too hard to draw a horse. He, well, he is, is a, horse. a horse. Yeah. So but how's it too horse, hard to draw? It's a horse? too hard to draw a horse. Like riding another horse, that'd be like a lot of work for Hanna Barbera animators. They don't have that kind of time. Okay. In the quick draw McGraw cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, is anyone riding a horse? I don't believe so. It's a horseless world. They're just walking around. Just people walking around. No yeah. horses in this well, there western. there are horses because they're, they're, they're quick draw McGraw. He's well, there's horse. one horse. Yeah. Not horses. But horse. well, we, we don't see every horse. We don't know if there's other horses. We don't know if there's other other little donkeys walking around talking to people. Oh, you think that there's donkeys that are like... Uh, well, like that's what... that's what Beasts uh, of burden? No, no, no. But that's what... Um, yeah. What's, what's his face is? Sancho... Panza? What is it? No, not Sancho Panza. Panza Banza? That's from Don Quixote. Okay, what's uh, the burrito's uh, name? Burrito? Burrow. <laughs> the little burrow. Yeah. Oh, well, you're right. Burrito. That's a little burrow. Okay. What is his name? Yeah. His name is... Oh, don't, 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 don't look it up. Don't look it up. Okay, you you don't look it because up. Because it's... Uh, I think it's Sancho. No, it's not Sancho. It's... um. I'm not going to... I'm not uh, going to uh, look it up until we... we oh, my God. Baba Louie. Baba Louie. Very good. Yeah. Took me a while. I was trying to go through my mind. My second impersonation of Quick Draw McGraw. All right. <laughs> but I didn't want to do it out loud, so I was doing it in my mind. I'm looking at all the the top images okay. of Quick Draw McGraw. How many horses are there? Uh, Is he riding a horse there? No, he's just no. walking. No, he's walking. He's walking. He's walking. He's walking. He's going to draw a gun and kill a person. Oh, wow. There's one with him he's, with a dog. He's a Quick Draw. Oh, there's one with him as, uh, as the um, kind of Zorro type character. El Cabong. Very good. Kabong. Yeah, he would just. Oh, that was that was nice because it made kids like hit uh, their uh, brothers and sisters. <laughs> They're already hitting them. You're right, Baba Louie. There he is. Okay, why did I think it was Sancho why? Panza? I know that's. <laughs> I mean, he is his Sancho Panza. That is. Yes, I that guess is not that's wrong. True. Yeah, I guess he never rode a horse. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot, Mandela effect. <laughs> Howie Mandela effect. Oh, I like the Howie Mandela effect. I just remember him being on. Um, uh, yeah, just, this is fun. The, make, actually, this does work make well. Me laugh? This is so good. Okay, because like there was someone the other day who was talking about Howie Mandel mm-hmm. and how he was on um, ER. I think. No, he's on. Uh, I know, but that's Saint the Oswald. Howie Mandela effect. Oh, okay. <laughs> you remember him clearly being on ER. 
Yeah, it's wrong. No, he was never on ER. Yeah, he was on St. Elsewhere. That's where he first saw him. No, many- I would have first seen him on Make Me Laugh. And so I was impressed when he was on St. Elsewhere. Because I felt like a step up. Who was the only uh, actor to have been on two ERs? As in like two shows called ER. Two shows called ER? Like actually ER? Yes. The star of two shows called ER. Wow. That's a, that's a nice little trivia for you. There's your pub quiz. This is the like, final question. So this is the ER that had George Clooney? Is that your guess? No, no. I'm just saying that's ER. That's There were two ER. shows. And what was had, the other ER? It was a comedy. <clears throat> it was a comedy? Yeah. There was a comedy called ER before the uh, drama called <clears throat> ER. It wasn't George Clooney, though. Is this your answer? I know. I'm just asking you. You got it. Well, that's... Because I, I'm going to guess a different person. Well, this is a problem. Like, you can't say... Well, I don't... a name and it's yeah, just yeah. like... Okay, I'm going to guess... Hey, wait, it's like this. It's like, this guess... is a true or false question. Is it false? Well, then now you know it's true. So that's the way it goes. All right, what's your what's your guess? My guess is that other guy who's on the show. Not no, not, Noah, not Noah not Wiley. <coughs> but the guy, the kind of tall guy who is balding with glasses. Oh, uh, who was uh, in Revenge of the Nerds? Was he? Anthony, uh, who was... Uh, Anthony Edwards, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, Goose from uh, Top Gun. Oh, yeah, was he Goose? Yeah, he was Goose. He didn't age well. Oh, boy. Anyway. Well, he had a terrible that... neck injury from being Goose. Like he <laughs> smashed up into the glass. He did, that's true. You know, and then he went on to be a doctor. He mm-hmm. tried to, and the first thing he had to do was fix his own neck. It happened. I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it as a, as a thing. I'm not condemning him to, to a life People are screaming right island. now as, to, as the answer to the question. Is uh, Anthony Edwards? It's a not. It's George Clooney. That's bullshit. Whoa! You are There's lying no to me. There's no need for that sort of language, sir. You are lying to me. Are you telling family. me that George Clooney, serious actor, was on a comedy show? I don't believe it. Yeah, next thing I'll tell you, he was like a regular in Facts of Life. Next you'll be telling me he was often on Roseanne. Yeah, he was a, he was a real jerk, and then uh, uh, John Goodman had to beat him up. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think he was... Wow, uh, the actor George Clooney was a real jerk on that show. What, you thought yeah, he was too good for it? Yeah, pretty much. Huh. And then, uh, no, but uh, the Laurie Metcalf character, I think he was abusive to her. And then, oh, okay. then uh, off went, uh, you know, uh, Dan, John. and Dan. Uh, oh, yeah. then yeah, Dan. Dan went to jail. And uh, everyone was like, good for Dan. Good stuff. We hate George Clooney. We'll never watch him. And what's the show? Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, he was in a sitcom called ER. What's his name on the other? Was he Scooter? Scooter? I, I don't know. What was his name on Roseanne? Uh, Dingus. No, it wasn't Dingus. Dingus McScoots. It That's why Dingus you're uh, thinking of that. That's, you're thinking of the actor, Dingus McScoots. Right. Who was in uh, Monsters. I think it was uh, Clooney George. Clunio George was his name. Yeah. That's very close to his own. That's a very, do, they, do you think they wrote the character for him? I'm not sure. Okay. So weird that he's Batman. Why? That's just that Batman was like uh, on, and then and then uh, John Goodman beats up Batman. You don't think John Goodman could beat up Batman, but apparently he can, and he should. But he didn't, didn't he beat up a character named Scooter? Uh oh, uh, Scooter, uh, Scooter O George, <laughs> Scooter, Scooter, Scooter O George. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how things are right now in the Rosannaverse. I think uh, you, when they started to have the false realities and the multiple things, it's like almost a multiverse situation now. Mm. Like there was a, there was one where like it, uh, you found out like Dan was dead and uh, the whole time, like for the last season, like he was dead. Oh, that was so and terrible. And then, uh, then they have another season and he's alive. Yeah. And now Roseanne's dead. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Is this? Aren't these all stories being told by Roseanne? <laughs> Didn't we set that up? Well, how is she telling the stories if she's dead? Yeah. Is she a ghost? Are these ghost stories? Is that going to be the final episode yeah. of like the Connors, which is you're just going to go down to the basement and it'll be like, uh, well, the theme uh, to Tales from the Crypt plays, and uh, and then you'll just see her her ghost at a little typewriter and like tapping away, and like she wrote the whole series. 
And they'll do it with CGI because she wouldn't be on the show anymore. And they'll be very respectful. She- but they'll do her up like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> but respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> yes. Respectfully, the, the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, that was a... I enjoyed that show when it was on. Sure, it was great. And then, and then it, that I didn't enjoy it anymore. Then, yeah, then stuff happened. You're like, like, oh, this is just going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> oh uh, no! Oh no! Yeah, when you when you allow the uh, your leader of your show to decide what the uh, storyline is going to be, it's a bad bad decision. Um. Okay. I should win. I should win the lottery. No, you shouldn't win the lottery. That's not what the show's about. That's not why people watch the show. They don't watch the show for. They watch the show because it re- reminds them of their life and people are having making light of the problems that people face in their lives. Yeah, you you win the lottery on the last episode of your show. Like all other sitcoms where like everyone's dreams come true. Yeah. The very last episode and then That's everyone right. like becomes a movie star and things work out. Mm-hmm. It's all great. Until they do the spin-off like later on in which case yeah, things didn't work out and they weren't great. <laughs> Only one they didn't do that was MASH. How do you mean? Like it's a very bleak ending to that sitcom. Was it? Yeah. Jamie Farr is all happy and getting married. He's all uh, he's all happy. Oh, I'm just thinking about Hawkeye, I guess. Hawkeye he killed goes... a chicken. Okay, you didn't watch that scene carefully enough. I know he didn't kill a chicken. Yeah, but that's why. He... I think BJ was all right. It's kind of he gets to go back to his wife. Oh. Maybe he'll tell him uh, tell her uh, she he cheated on her. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. That was kind of that's the a, thing. That's was a like, dumb idea. Yeah, don't do that. That was a, that was an interesting take on that show. It's things just are like, happening in a situation. Hey, listen, don't tell don't tell her. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So you're saying, yeah, this is a sitcom saying, hey, if you cheat on your wife, keep it to yourself, you jerk. <laughs> keep it to yourself. She doesn't need to know this because yeah. it's not like... And then everyone turns to the camera and just goes, this is a very different time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just that. It's like you are in a, you're in this extreme situation where like life and death are, are like, all, you know, it's this your whole... It's all about death, really. Sure. You know, and it's just like this thing where you're just looking for some sort of comfort it's not like you're really cheating on your wife like if you were back in your real life you wouldn't be doing this you know that's that's what they uh that's what they posited yeah yeah and so yeah don't tell her don't tell her that's all it's in the past just so it's just not what any other sitcom don't think about it yeah let it go throw that just throw it in the garbage can yep and and then someone turns to him and just goes you know, and if she's cheating on you, that's fine too, right? Yeah. Anyway, and then, then the credits yeah. roll with his frozen expression of what? <laughs> that is also da, fine. Da, 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 that is da, also da, fine. Da, yeah. da, da. Credits yeah. going up and down. It's just like, when their you life think is... that she's... Oh, of course she is. I'm sure she was. Oh, the milkman? A hundred percent. Just like, don't you have a new kid? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, hold it. How many years have passed? I don't know. We had eight Christmases, uh, a three-year war. I'm not sure how this works. Yeah. I think we might be in hell. What? Do you really think so? <laughs> Freeze frame, face horror. Meow. Did it have the cat at the end going, I don't think so. I think you're Mendeling it again. Okay. It wasn't a Mary Tyler Moore. It wasn't an MTM production, I don't think. Yeah. I think if... Yeah, I think well, I do think she was cheating, and I think in both cases that neither should tell the other about it. It's none of their business. All right, there you go. There was a lot of uh, hey, cheating's fine. And I say that as a person who I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I'd, I've never cheated on on like I it's, it's not it's not in my nature. Okay, but if I did, I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> not even on a podcast. Not even on a podcast called "If I Did It." If if I did it. 
<laughs> Wait, had sex or cheated? I don't know. Well, both are pretty interesting. Uh, are they? All right. Well, join us for a new podcast, uh, Tales from the Bone Zone. I thought it was called If I Did It. Man. Well, if you did it, it would be called Tales from the Bone Zone. <laughs> okay. Coming up after Horse Mysteries. And then, uh, you know what, for some a... reason, we're canceling Horse Mysteries. We had a... We had we a... Didn't, uh, for some reason, uh, one of the hosts Horse <laughs> Mysteries uh, was not interested in any episodes of Horse Mysteries. Oh, that's strange. I don't know what, what, what happened there. I don't know you know, we had a question a couple weeks ago. Hit me with which it. Which was, um, have you ever like not seen something? Like not, you know, and then finally saw it or what, read it or whatever, like a piece of piece of work, a work of art or whatever. Like Mr. Snuffleupagus. Well, I finally, Mr. Snuffleupagus, yes. Uh, you haven't seen him, you haven't seen him. There he is. <laughs> Mr. Snuffleupagus. He's here. Is Mr. He Snuffleupagus. Holding a bloody knife. Okay. Um, no, I finally watched um, After Hours. I'd never, I've never seen that movie. Oh, all right. And? The Martin Scorsese film. Yeah. It was really good. It is very good, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It um, goes places. It does, does go things. places, and it's fun. It's a very full, solid movie. Yeah, yeah, C- done confidently. Boom. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it it's a it's not a, like a regular Martin Scorsese film. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's not what you expect from him. All right. Yeah. It was made at a time when he could still like make movies that were different from other movies. You know what I mean? Like not everyone, Like for some reason now everyone wants him to make gangster movies. Yeah. But back then, he could make like the King of Comedy. He could make After Hours. Yep. He could make uh, the Last Temptation of Christ. Oh, I forgot that uh, Tommy Chong was in it. Both of them, Teach Marin and Tommy oh, Chong, okay. are in there as a, as a criminal gang. Okay, but it does have a pretty good cast. It's got quite a few people in it. So. I've got here's what I got. I got yeah. Rosanna Arquette. Beautiful. I got uh, uh, Verna Bloom. I got right. uh, Linda Fiorentino. Verna Bloom, better known as uh, Dean Wormer's wife in uh, Animal House. Very nice. I got Terry Gar. Love me some Terry Gar. Terry Gar is great in it. How much do you love Terry Gar? Uh, I got uh, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara is also great. Yeah. Yeah. Driving the uh, ice cream truck. I forgot that she. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they're hunting him down at the at the end of the movie. Yeah, Verna Bluton plays the lady who lives in the basement of the the punk club. It also has Linda Fiorentino. If you if people know the Last Seduction, which is a very good movie that she. Is in oh they got Martin Scorsese good for good for him. he does a little uh, cameo as a, as a floodlight operator at the uh, dance yep. at, the, at the nightclub yeah and no. Bronson Pinchot has a little role in it as well as uh, Lloyd Lloyd the who's uh, dreams of of getting into publishing <laughs> as he tells uh, Griffin Dunn's character at the beginning of the movie this is one of those times where I I, I don't want to see if he's uh, dead he's not dead good okay good <laughs> all right excellent. Yeah, I saw his face get bitten off in Sabrina, uh, oh. but uh, but he's he's still fine. He's fine. In real it life. didn't really happen. It didn't really happen. It didn't happen just, in real just life. Just a TV show. Just a TV show where uh, someone bit his face. Yeah. Off. Okay, that's good. But this is weird. Like I've, I've seen every Martin Scorsese film except for that one movie, and now I, now I've seen it. So. Oh, nice. I was at, I guess I watched it at David's after we rehearsed, and then he's like, "Do you want to watch another movie?" And then I was reading Lisa's text to me, and I went, "No, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home." You know what? Good for you. Good husband. You're Thanks. Not, you're not cheating on your wife. That you'll mention. That old, I'm not going to admit it anyway. That I know of. <laughs> that I. <laughs> so on and so forth. I'm going to move on I think, to. I think she trusts me. Oh, and she should. I was going to say, like, there was a lot of songs, like, uh, in the oldie days that were, uh, eh, just go for it. Might as well mm. go have a go yeah, have yeah. a go have a good time. Different time. Yeah, knock it off. Uh, knock the it, pendulum knock it off. swung a little too far in the other direction. Yeah, it's uh, 
It's like a, a, it's from bands though. They're on the road. Yeah. And like we're gonna write a song. What's it about? That it's okay to cheat on the road. Like, mm, really? Because that seems like seems a confession. Kind of, yeah. Uh, honestly, but okay, fair enough. Sure. Uh, so last week we asked uh, a couple of questions. Here's what we asked. Yep. We asked, "Have you ever written a song?" That's an interesting question. Hmm. And what's your favorite card game? <laughs> Someone uh, was desperate for a question. Sure. By the way, we played a, a fun uh, a fun game called Boop uh, with our friends okay. Robin and uh, Step. Uh, uh, Step uh, uh, grabbed the instructions and read them, and then the fun ended because we had to do all the all the real rules. Uh, but it was still fun, still fun game. Uh, it was all about cats on a bed booping each other, and that's not a sexual thing. How dare you? Uh, Louise writes, "I'm pretty fond of cribbage, uh, which I learned from my French grandmother and uh, my parents. It left me uh, very good at knowing what adds up to 15." Mm. And with all due respect to last week's Star Trek Strange New World singing episode, uh, as Ian knows, we did it first in 1991 with Star Trek the Musical. Star Trek the Musical, Louise. Not Star Trek the Musical. Thank you. Lawsuits, thank you. Uh, So yeah, Star Trek was the uh, movie series that one of the people who was running the company uh, was writing the fifth movie of, and then they they, uh, took all our money and left uh, to buy some cocaine and leave the country. Remember that? That happened. That's fun. Anyway, um, <laughs> they weren't really writing that. Uh, they weren't really writing that movie, and we didn't check up on it. So good on us. Um, so yes, I have written or co-written songs. That's what uh, Louise is saying. Uh, there was Spork's Half Galvin Blues and Guts, which is our bones. Uh, Patter song. I'm a doctor. Damn it. We had a sexy alien queen who sang a cabaret song, uh, Take Me Where No Man's Gone Before, with lyrics such as, Every Tom, Dick, and Vookie would like a little nookie. <laughs> and I have wasted quite a fling on a Romulan and Klingon. Um, there was I a, remember Christine Lippa doing that role. In, that is correct. Wow. Yeah. Chef Kiss. Later also done by uh, Ellie Harvey quite well. Oh. Uh, but yes, uh, Lippa definitely made it her own. There was the Captain song, once more, I have to fight to save my ship. I've I can tell got... you knew her in the 90s. Oh, because I said Lippa? He's called her yeah. Lippa. Uh, once more, I have to fight to save my ship. I've got to do it right to save my ship. I'm taking off my shirt. My image could get hurt. I should have skipped dessert to save my ship. But my favorite song to write was the Scottish ballad, I Kinda Take the Pressure, which I now dare Ian to recite for the sneaky listeners. I'll start you out. Uh, the helm is not responding. The circuits have gone dead. Oh, boy. I... Oof. Uh, the matter anti matter doesn't matter anymore because the engines cannot take the pressure anymore. I'm going insane. Uh, I, I don't want to complain uh, about the reason for my guilt and uh, something about I'm having boner problems. <laughs> so that's how that goes. Strange, you forgot. Rest that in peace, song. James Dewan. Yes, who uh, spinning in his grave over that song. It was fun. <laughs> um, I just want to. I just want to do. Second, Louise's uh, vote for cribbage. It's a great game. Uh, the girls grew up in that, and I grew up in it as well. All right, I love it. In fact, that's what we'll be doing at the cabin as well. Well, we'll be getting out the cribbage board and having some fun. I was uh, going out with, uh, or as they call it in England, box. Oh, nice. I was going. I was going out with a uh, young woman because I was a young man, and that's how that went. <laughs> uh, and her Good. and her uh, sister loved to play cribbage oh yeah and so they showed me how to play cribbage and uh they also showed me how to do cryptic crossword puzzles oh yeah a couple of in both cases mm-hmm. they thought i was an idiot 
and it broke my spirit mm. and it hurt my feelings. <laughs> and so I dislike both cryptic crossword puzzles, which I think I I would I should be something I like. It sounds yeah. like the kind of way my brain works. Sure. I would like that. Sure. Uh, and I dislike cribbage for the same reason. Mm. All I think is like. You're a dum-dum, <laughs> and I uh, don't care for that. Mary played it so much growing up that she can like look at your hand and tell you what it's worth like right away. She just looks at it and goes, oh, that's a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, Thank uh, you, dear. I'll just close it up. I'll trust you. <laughs> Edward Jurgansky says, Jesus Christ, Ian, uh, you have to take Louise up on her dare. Come on, man. All the Trekkies are listening, especially after that episode of Strange New Worlds. How nuts was that? I've been listening to it over and over on Spotify. It's time to hear your Star Trek uh uh, musical the helm and circuits come on man come on okay listen here's what i'm gonna probably do edward well, listen i can maybe i can maybe hook you up with a link to a video of the of the thing louise gave me one a while back and i don't know where it is but i think i might be able to, uh, we'll, all right we'll talk we'll talk about it and uh, this is this is a really private thing mm. i can't put it up publicly okay but uh you know we'll figure it out i don't have the lyrics for the thing it was 1991 1991. Uh, I remember remember being with you somewhere. I remember being with you somewhere. We were going to a restaurant or something, and the guy who was seating us goes, were you in Star Trek the musical? And you went, yes, I was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was nice. There's been, uh, uh, yeah, that had some impact. It was a weird, uh, very popular Mm, thing for for, for a short period of time. I had trouble getting in to see it the seven or or eight times I saw it. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, yeah. There's been other plays I've done with other people and uh, and some 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 ladies maybe who are mm-hmm. in those plays who are yeah. now famous actors who are on TV shows uh, <laughs> had crushes on me back then from that it was a flattering outfit uh, and <laughs> the first time my wife ever saw me was in that play as well oh wow so uh, I don't think that hurt my chances later with her yeah so uh, thank you to Louise for getting me married. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Louise came as well to Casablanca. The she screening. did, and so did uh, Jackie, uh, mm-hmm. her sister, yep. who's her own full person. Uh, and Jackie was the one who did all the costumes for the Star Trek. The really? Musical. Yes. Wow. Yeah, most of which I think she got from like Chinatown. She went and like got these pants and shoes, and they all looked like absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. It was just all real cheap clothing, but she she knew exactly what she was doing. Well done, her. Well done, everyone involved for a play that no one thought would work. That's, a, that's an interesting story, that play. Uh, Edward Jurgansky continues, Wow, guys, I have never written a song, maybe a haiku or a dirty limerick, but that's as close as I come to writing anything that might be adapted into a song. I think uh, once, very long ago, I took the, the song Sweet Haven from Popeye and rewrote the lyrics uh, to the music for my own private school spirit song. <laughs> it was as horrible as it sounds. <laughs> Did it end with a rubber octopus? <laughs> uh, if not, you're one step up from the movie. Yep. Uh, if I'm playing cards, but you didn't have Bill Irwin, one step down. Um, <laughs> if I'm playing cards, it's usually not competitive. So solitaire or maybe a little blackjack will do. I've never been a card player where a group gets together for play like poker. My dad and brother are like that. They love to play poker and other competitive card games. Mom and I never joined in. My uh, son recently offered to teach me how to play Magic the Gathering with the uh, release of the new Lord of the Rings card sets. I bought a commander deck, 
So we're just waiting uh, for the right time to play so we can uh, show his dear old dad how it's done. I'm looking forward to spending time with my son and daughter-in-law for that. Here's my story on that. Um, this is me talking now. Back to Ian. Back to me. Enough of you uh, and, uh, and your heartfelt stories. Uh, I, uh, my nephew, when he was a teenager, showed me how to play Magic the Gathering. Okay. But did so while cheating like nobody's business so that he could win. And there was constantly things where I was going to play a card, and you're like, oh, don't play that. Oh, yeah, you should play that. And I'd play that. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to do it. I'm like, well, it was just like every every step of like, don't be blamed about it. He saw you coming. He saw me coming. Let's make it interesting. Let's do it for some money. <laughs> David, yes. someday you should watch the original Planet of the Apes films. Okay. The production value is kind of lacking, but the collective story, uh, how all five films... Uh, create their own cycle is mind-boggling. <laughs> I haven't a clue uh, if the films were written in this way ahead of time. I doubt it. Or not, but uh, quite a bit of a, a head-scratching bit of sci-fi. Without spoiling exactly what I mean, I'll leave it at that. I hope I'm not overselling it, but it's an easy watch in a mad retro sort of way. Yeah, you know what? Roddy McDowell makes a lot of things go down easy. That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean that in a, uh, you know, way. Or what am I talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. Leave me alone. Um, Rowdy Roddy McDowell, mm-hmm. as he was known. Yep. Uh, the only uh, actor to play a uh, villain on both the Batman animated series and the 1966 Batman live action series. Was it the same character or a different character? It was not the same character yeah. at all. Just uh, He played the bookworm on the uh, uh, live action TV show. Okay. And he played the Mad Hatter in the uh, animated series. I see. Yes. Uh, very tragic character, the Mad Hatter in the animated series. Very good. Uh, I have a bit of a story in reference to seeing celebrities in person and how shockingly short a few of them can be. Back in the 90s, a new planet Hollywood opened in downtown Dallas, so my brother and I stood in line all day to see the celebs on the red carpet that evening. Bruce Willis, uh, Charlie Sheen, and Chuck Norris, a local celebrity, were all in great shape, but I was taken aback by how short the guys were. Then there were the celebs who were shockingly tall, too, like Danny Glover and Anna Nicole Smith. She squeezed my hand. Ooh. Uh, this was all fun to experience, but the greatest moment was watching Arnold Schwarzenegger on the red carpet. You'd think he's the biggest guy, right? Uh, he's over six feet tall, so uh, that's an average tall height. But the problem was he was hanging around next to uh, Troy Aikman, who was the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys at the time. Aikman's maybe six foot five. So he was enormous when he was a, uh, and so it was enormous when he was a quarterback. Yeah, it made Schwarzenegger look small by comparison. Mm. I kept thinking Schwarzenegger's publicist would get over there and tell Arnold to get the hell away from that quarterback. It's bad for your image. And uh, he said, uh, "I'll be quarterback." No, I didn't say that. That makes no sense. I can't. Uh, nothing that I'm saying is making sense. Uh, that was a really fun night. Later on, Bruce Willis came out to sing on stage with Patti LaBelle and Anna Nicole Smith. It's as horrible as it sounds. <laughs> Patty LaBelle's a good singer, but yeah, it sounds yeah. like she was overwhelmed. I don't sing and I don't write songs, but I'll write myself off of this week's uh, letter <laughs> section. Have a stellar week, my dear sneakers. Yeah, very, very Thank nice. you for that letter. Oh, well, we used to have a Planet Hollywood here in a Vancouver comment. in our old library building. Okay. Uh, that is now a bra shop uh, for, uh, you know, Victoria's Secret. Oh, uh, yes. But yes. on the wall, they had the handprints of all the celebrities, yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever. So that was a really good place to go and get a cold. You just <laughs> put your hand in where everyone else put their hand in. And absolutely no place to wash your hands. 
It's good stuff. Oh, right. There's no washroom in the place? Well, it's not inside the place. Oh, outside. It's on the wall outside. So you're oh, walking by yeah. like, hey, I wonder how big my hand is compared to Arnold Schwarzenegger. You put your hand in there, and you know, which has now been like a hundred other hands that day, <laughs> filthy. And then you take your hand out, and then you go and you uh, wipe your eyes, and uh, you get, uh, you know, the plague. Um, Marcus uh, Harwell says, One of the things Paul Rubin said about Pee-wee's Playhouse in an interview a few years ago, I'll never forget. Uh, We were making a show for kids to try to touch kids' minds in some way, to sort of encourage young people to be creative and (laughs) nonconformist. Yeah, that is very sweet. I've written about an album's worth of songs, 10 or 12 complete, with some instrumentals. A few of them were on MySpace before the Great Migration and were wiped in some sort of update along the way. I've written partial bits of songs, musical themes, chorus lyrics, melody snippets, uh, chord progressions for a couple, a dozen more, but we haven't gotten around uh, to completing another until last year. As I start getting serious about practicing, uh, and as I start getting serious about practicing music again, I'll put up a Bandcamp pay, Bandcamp page if I manage to keep going. I suppose. Well, I hope you do. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be delightful. That would be interesting. Yep. I do would we go have there. Any emails, my friend. We do not have any emails at all. Well, that'll learn us. We did get an email for Horse Mysteries, which, by the way. Came out uh, last week, the week before last. Nice. Episode seven will Sorry be coming out next week, uh, next Thursday. Thing. Yeah, so, gave it away. So listen to that, and also listen to uh, the upcoming "Refresh My Memory" when that comes out. Please do, please do listen to both. <laughs> listen to mine twice as much as Dave's. I'll really get to him. Yeah. And then write us letters telling us what you think of it. Yeah. Here's one of the reasons I, I think helpful. it's a, as a nice idea to be talking about snacks in a movie, because we also talk about the movie, then we talk about snacks and drinks, is uh, I think sometimes a fun way to talk about a movie is to not talk about a movie. Mm. And then you end up talking about the movie more. But if someone goes like, uh, talk about Star Wars. And yeah. I'm like, oh, oh what? Well, I can't think of anything to say about it. But if it. it's a specific thing about Star Wars yeah, you're sure. talking about, then all of a sudden it opens up your mind to some other things about it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Uh, do you have a, any uh, questions that you want to ask? Do I have any questions? Any delightful? burning questions? For this week's episode, are there burning? Is there any question at all? Do I have anything? Am I actually just putting? Am I trying to like uh, put put it off because I'm trying to think of a question that could that's possible? I might be dithering here, just trying to think of a question. I'm going to ask this. Um, So uh, I was I was looking at the uh, AV Club, the Onions AV Club, and they had a list of all their uh, the top I think 25 comedy albums okay. of all time in their minds. Yeah. Uh, I think Von Meter was the uh, 25th one with his uh, first family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice of them to that's remember nice Von Meter. That's nice to Yeah, right? After Lenny Bruce came out and said, said poor Von Meter. Uh, it's, a good, it's a very good joke. Yeah, it is. Uh, Lenny Bruce, I think, is like up to 16. Um, but uh, my question to you is, what is your uh, favorite comedy album of all time? Oh. Let's go with that. Or just one of your favorite comedy albums. It doesn't have to be your favorite. Of all but, time. But yes, just yeah. one that you would like, maybe like us to know about. Maybe recommend to somebody. Maybe yeah. go like this. And hey, is it, uh, does it involve someone who now you'd go, oh, geez. Maybe. <laughs> you're, That's you're fine, too. To, you're, allowed to, you're allowed to say it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there you go. Because uh, uh, definitely, that does happen. the person we're thinking about who would say, oh, geez, about definitely. There's a couple was, of OGs. Was uh, you know, yeah, someone I listened to a lot when I was a sure. kid. Sure, they know. decided to not uh, put any of uh, that person's stuff up and explain the reason why. So, I mean, it makes sense. You can't really celebrate someone like who yeah. violated people that like that. I mean, sure. it's, it's so awful. So, 
Yep. You, you know, he dealt it. He can smelt it. Right. My question. What is my question? Um, my question is. What do you do with a lake? What do you do with a lake? Besides running from Jason, what do you do with a lake? What do you do with a lake? Um, do you wake up and get baked? In the sun. Is that what you mean? Uh, what? Oh, boy. How about... Um, how about okay, here's my question. <laughs> Thank God for truncate silence. <laughs> uh, here, uh, here's my question. How do you pass time on a long drive? There you are. Just thinking about I'll have to drive. I've got to drive up three hours yep. tomorrow. So This uh, is also like your question, uh, how do you pass gas on a long drive? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that last? Is this my other question? Just am, crank up the music. I am repeating. Yeah, let's really turn up this part real nice and loud. <laughs> That's the stuff. You know, that was a cameo. Uh, by, uh... Oh, Father. Oh, dear. So uh, if you'd like to contact us, here's how you do it. You go to sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's our email. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Or you go to Facebook where we've got a Sneaky Dragon page. We're also on X. <laughs> I was so it sad. It just rolls off the fucking tongue. I was eh? so sad when I when at sneaky underscore dragon because you said, "Oh, they're not going to change the image on the phone." And then, like two days later, there's an X in place of the little yeah cute X going to give to you uh, cute little bird on uh, Tumblr or uh, sneaky dragon uh, uh, but you can uh, probably, here's how you're probably going to do it, is you're going to go to SneakyDragon.com. That is our webpage. We're so proud of our little webpage. Uh, it's got all our episodes, and underneath each one of those, there's a little message board. People talk. They talk to each other. It's a community. We're happy. We're just a happy little community, you know? And we have fun, and we frolic, and we have little dances, and we put a, a sneaky pole up, and we all dance around it. And then one day, we're going to invest in ribbons, and we'll do that, and we'll put it all together. Anyway, uh, also there are uh, all the past episodes of our show. Build Not the just, giant wicker man. That's right. Uh, we're going to burn one of us. We're just going to decide on the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's better to improvise that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah, it's, it's more fun with when it's spontaneous. It's, you know, it's just all about feeling. Yeah. How do you feel at the moment? Uh, I might just cover myself in bees. Um, <laughs> but uh, all of our past uh, uh, podcasts are there, including uh, Completely Beatles, Totally Tintin. And so on, as well as new ones like Horse Mysteries and Refresh My Memory when that comes out very shortly. So you can check out all those. And you're like, oh, I wish I could comment on past episodes. You can. That's fine. We don't mind you doing that. Old episodes. Yeah. People have been commenting on like uh, full marks every so often going like, uh, hey, guys, uh, nice job. And we'll go, well, thanks. Stuff like that. That kind of uh, interaction can occur. It's up to you. It's your call. Uh, all we're saying is uh, we hope you have a lovely week. Thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, you're delightful. Uh, I don't know what I was talking about with comedy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I'm just asking questions. Sure. Questions like, when is this over? <laughs>